Hey, Action Shelf listeners, before we jump into the show itself, we want to tell you about how you can get even more action in your life. Mm. <laughs> that appeals to more you. Action, more action, you more say, More action, John. you say. Yes, if you go over to our Podbean patron page, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup, you can listen to Lisman and I watch, what's this? Good action movies. Good action movies, you say? That's right, a change of pace. We thought behind the paywall, let's give people something of quality. So And give us something of quality. I know, it's such know? a pleasure to do that. So twice a month, you and I will be doing commentary tracks that you can download for uh, yes. good action movies, all kinds of awesome mm. stuff from a lot of our heroes like John Woo. And uh, we've done stuff from the John Wick franchise and Sylvester Stallone, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the guys we never get to talk about on here. Yeah, so you, stuff we legitimately love and uh, love to share with with you you all. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to that uh, as as well as other cool exclusive content from the Punch Up Entertainment Network shows. Uh, once again, the address for that is patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup. And now into the action. The action show. Welcome to The Action Shelf, the podcast that celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, we find ourselves in the month of September, and it's yet another theme month. We are very excited because we've been waiting to do this for a while. It uh, is Cynthia Roth Rocks Month. Yeah. That's right. A month-long celebration of our girl, Cynthia Roth Rock. Yes, one of our three uh, uh, action movie crushes. I action think. movie we've talked about is JCVD, Scott Adkins, mm -hmm. and Cynthia Rothrock. Those are the oh, major yeah. action movie crushes of this podcast. We love them, mm -hmm. and uh, and this is a this is also a month of guests, and specifically uh, in recognition of Cynthia Rothrock crushing that glass ceiling in the action mm -hmm. world. We have a month of non male guests. Because uh, it's an action movie podcast, so most of the time it's men on this show, unfortunately. But we're going to change that up for this month, and we're starting things off. We're happy to have her back. Maggie Torres is with us. What? 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 It me. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you guys dedicating my birth month to Cynthia Rothrock. Oh yeah, that's that's right. Last year you did Steven Seagal, and I'm not gonna lie, I was heated about it the yeah, entire did. time. She took it personally. I did take it very personally. We did do Steven Seagal, but we did pare it down to just the first and last movie of the month because we couldn't stomach a full month of Seagal. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't allowing that trash no. in my household no 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 <laughs> that's no. not true there's a lot of trash in my i was gonna say <laughs> here's the thing maggie this is only the second time you've been on the show but you've you've watched almost every one of the movies we've done for the mo most most uh, 75 percent. Right? i'd say about 75 yeah. percent. sometimes sometimes uh we don't feel like watching it in the evening so yeah. michael will wake up early and uh people who know me know that i am not an early riser no. yeah 
Uh, I'm not a graceful riser, uh, <laughs> even when it is mid-morning to early afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, Are you a pole riser? <laughs> is oh. that a person? Yeah. Lisbon, okay. you were... You were a, <laughs> I had the same thought to make that joke. <laughs> But I stop myself because I'm going. I bet Maggie doesn't know who Paul Reiser is, and that's okay. She it's doesn't. okay not to know. Who I Paul. definitely don't. Uh, Paul Reiser. Well, yeah, uh, uh, Paul Reiser is on Stranger Things. He's got kind of a renaissance these days. Um, oh, who is he in Stranger Things? He's the good scientist guy who actually tries to help Eleven as opposed to the Matthew Modine. Right. Yes. He's he, he's only in the first season. No, no, no. no, no. no. He's in no. the later seasons. He's the guy who. Uh, uh, in the, <laughs> this is gonna be like half the show now. Uh, in the most recent season, he's the he's the one who brings her back into the program, but he actually cares about her as opposed to just. Oh, that's okay, Paul, yes, that's Paul yes, Reiser. I do remember. But him. he was oh, okay. he was a very successful comedian in the eighties and nineties, an actor, and mm -hmm. he had a sitcom and stuff like that. But yes, okay. he's on Stranger Things, and so yeah, he's got a little he's got some cachet with the young people again. Um, okay. But so anyways, yeah, we're kicking <laughs> things off here. With a little film called Sworn to Justice. Yeah. 1996, I believe this is. Oh, um, I thought it was seven. Was it, is it seven? I don't know what these Nato things tomato. are. Tomato. I, I, sometimes you can tell when I haven't. But, no, 96, okay. 19. Oh. Uh, I don't know. IMDb. Maybe maybe Amazon. To, IMDb says 96. I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, we're we're, we're kind of all over the place with uh with these movies so we're not going in any kind of chronological order so this is you know uh this is firmly established cynthia rothrock at this point right um, yeah she's already we've seen a movie from her before uh yeah. uh martial law what was that? yes martial law i yeah. had that guy whose uh, dad is the race car driver <laughs> yeah chad chad mcqueen <laughs> son that. of steve mcqueen chad Yes, yes. yes. Uh, who, uh, who did not get his father's looks nor charisma. So, uh, you know, no. that's the... Or driving skills. Or driving <laughs> skills, for that matter. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, but boy, did he try to do martial arts in that way. But he, yeah, he we sure talked about that whole movie. We just kept going, why isn't Cynthia Rothrock the main character? Yeah. She's way yeah. better than so... him at martial arts. She's way more interesting to watch. So here we go, yeah. Listman. I got to say, this is our first Cynthia Rothrock leading vehicle. And God, yes. we're starting with a weird one. This movie is oh, so this movie is so much weirder than I thought it was going to be. It is very strange, but I, I have to say, and maybe this is just coming off of Abraxas. <laughs> yeah, this movie is so much fun. Like it, it, it makes zero sense. Nothing about it makes sense. No, but it is so much fun to it, watch. It I, is. I love this. Movie. My 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 thought about the movie when 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 I was watching is I go. Finally, I know what a lifetime movie looks like if you add kung fu to it. That's what I kept thinking. Because I just thought the, the plot of this thing is so much a, like, 90s cable movie. And specifically, like, the lifetime television for women. It's got yeah. the murdered sister that she's trying to avenge. Even the weird... And, boy, the, I'll tell you, the thing that really took me by Because I knew the basic plot. I was not prepared for psychic visions in this movie. Yeah, and that that is introduced pretty early into the film. I was wondering if it's going to be like a late addition, but no, it's it's pretty immediately introduced and yeah, like just in like the first five minutes. Yeah, right? yeah, at the very least, and it's immediately accepted as no, oh, this is a thing. I, like, it's, it's it's so, not weird at all. It's so funny how it's just tossed in. How do you just toss yeah. in psychic? It's so you just go like you know, like you get. Yeah. Another yeah, another head trauma. Another head trauma causes psychic visions. Uh, another day. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, because that old chestnut. Is but, that what caused it? Yes. The I, head. Oh, okay. Yes. Because I was like, there's a line. I was confused because I was like, clearly she didn't have this before because mm-hmm. she's she's pretty resistant to being psychic. Yes. Uh, especially when she goes to like her old teacher and he's doing all the like psychic, psychic tests. tests on that her. okay, that's <laughs> the guy resistant. He says it must have been the impact of the head trauma that opened up uh, it, it Chekhov oh, says that. that. Because okay. yeah, you know I want to talk about the fact that Walter Koenig is in this movie. He's but, his name is Chekhov in this film? No. <laughs> that Walter Koenig, who plays that doctor is the original Ensign Chekhov from the original Star Trek series. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha. Yes, I was very excited to see him. He's only in one scene in this movie, and he's doing another implacable accent here. I don't know what the hell this accent is. It's so, yeah, he's maybe trying to channel Sigmund Freud. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. My thought was they're just like, you know, we got Chekhov. He should be foreign in this, too. You're like, should he? I don't know, because Walter Koenig, not, not from Russia. Uh, yeah, born in Chicago, I see this, but yes, that that is uh, that is Ensign Pavel Chekhov from uh, from Star well, Trek. There you go. Uh, doing uh, never known that. And apparently, according to the IMDb trivia, he and the director of this movie did not get along. Yeah, hmm. I read that he was kind of a terror on like he was nice to the talent, but for everyone else, he was kind of a terror. Yes, that's that's what they say. Uh, yeah, and uh, I will say that doesn't seem that. Uh, that different from uh, what I've heard about the Star Trek sets too. Um, uh, he's he he was frequently known for I mean off and you know whether often wanting bigger roles in those Star Trek things and things like that. Yeah, and, and letting it be yeah. known uh, that uh, that he was disappointed in whatever. And it is kind of like, dude, you, you check off. Like I, I you know, here's look, the thing. Yeah, if you're gonna be an asshole, people are probably not gonna give you bigger. Because <laughs> then they have to work with you more, and right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit, uh, you know. It's sort of like uh, could <laughs> I just love the idea of going? Couldn't uh, Chekhov be the captain? <laughs> I don't think so, man. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no. Mm. Uh, so yeah, the, the so yeah. There's there's a weird psychic aspect to this movie, uh, but mm-hmm. then on top of it is a vigilante movie. But it's also kind of an kind of in the erotic thriller vein a little bit which is very uh, that's very of its time i will say that aspect yeah. of the movie this is coming off of movies like basic instinct and stuff like that which mm-hmm. i think this movie is going for a little bit but this is the big question i i have for you guys is this movie is very much trying to be sexy is this movie actually sexy uh, i <laughs> Not no, really. There's sex. I mean, there's sex it's sexy in it. In the sense that yeah. Cynthia Rothrock is hot. Yes, agreed. Her, her, the male, her male love interest, also hot. Sure. They're quote unquote sensual. I'm calling them sensual scenes. I think that's they're a good. Not, they're not sex scenes. Mm-hmm. No. Um, there's no sounds. I, I was, we were talking about it this morning, and I'm like, maybe if they made like sounds, it would be too close into like the soft core porn. Yes. I, so they were like, you can't make sounds and you can't do a lot of moving. No. But there's a lot of like rubbing of backs yeah. and like yes. kissing body parts, there's... which I'm like, okay, I see how we're trying to like 
non go around it they did they did have sex i'm using air quotes have sex in front of a fireplace classic classic yeah i love to see it on like a white shag carpet like ooh, very sexy it's it's Mm -hmm. it's very movie sex in that way we are like no one is having sex like this in their normal life yeah no um and lots of uh uh we'll talk about that's that the staircase sex scene really got me as like that I, I just go that doesn't even that just seems tiring to me I, I can't be lifting a woman this much like this is too much up again and, and also, also it, it, sex against a wall is a big movie thing and I, that just doesn't seem fun to me I don't know it's you know not, say what yeah. you will maybe you have to be I think even if you're really fit it is kind of like working some muscles so yeah. like unless both people are in immaculate shape i think it's a little bit less sexy for other people these two people i will say are in immaculate shape and i can see that working for them i love that they had like matching like tennis outfits oh that cute yeah they're they (laughs) slip into being a couple and very coupley immediately immediately yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and we love to see they're already dressing now there i mean there doesn't really need to be any sex scenes in movies for the most part we've talked about it's it's tough to actually like legitimize them in story or character and there are there are movies that do but they are fewer and far between it's usually exploitational in some capacity to really get into it you know to really the fact that there's two separate sex scenes is so unnecessary when the second one started i started laughing so hard because i'm like no again we're didn't we just have one of these like we're used yeah. to kind of one, usually a lot of the, especially like 80s, 90s movies, usually there's like one. Yeah, exactly. The fact yeah. that there are two also extended, like like 15 so minutes of yeah. this movie is sex scenes. And I they're, mean. And they're not, once again, they're not sexy. They're they're kind of awkward in, in what you're talking about. Because I do think it was very clear. They're like, all right, we're not porn, though. I do think right. I do think you're right on that, Maggie. There was a definite like direction to go like, let's not make it sleazy. <laughs> but let's not AK, let's not make it realistic no. in any sense of the And actually word. we had we had uh uh Alex on the show last week who was we were talking about the softcore sex scenes and I think he hit it right on where he goes the smallest you mean because we were talking about it's sort of a like cable 90s cable sex he goes oh you mean just the smallest implication of thrusting yes Alex yeah. that's exactly yes. it it's the slightest near ever so- near thrusting is what I'm going to start calling it and I think that's what yeah, this is yeah exactly yeah you can't be too too robust with your movements and lots of It'll scar the children. Lots of you know? people naked, but very close together. So it's all just mm-hmm. kind of shadowy and, you know. Yeah, so you yeah, can't I don't really know. make out see any? I guess there is some nipple in this. Uh, very, nipple. very little. But it's mostly through a, like a bra. No, that's, yeah, yeah that's, that, that, the actual like nudity uh, in, in those scenes, it's all arms covering any kind of, it's a lot or of, shadows. It's a lot of yeah. butts. Lot of bu- and that's big. We just did live wire the other week, and there were a lot of butts oh, in that God. too. Yeah. A lot of Brosnan other, butt. other weird sex scene. Well, yeah. that that's the interesting thing I was talking about because that you know that's around the same era and and mm-hmm. similar sex scene there. That yeah. that, <laughs> that in that though, and I don't think we actually talked about this. There was a lot of Brosnan thrusting, but it didn't appear to be thrusting into the woman. It was just no. general thrusting. 
Yeah. Like he was yeah. on his yeah. side. He was practicing. Yeah, he was just on his side. As if just the yeah. mere act of thrusting at a woman and she's like, oh my God, this is so hot. Because <laughs> he's just that's like, that's, going. that's right. Look at these hips move. Um, <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's a yeah. Brosnan move right there, though. Um, when you're oh, that yeah, hot, sure. you can do whatever you want, I guess. Uh, it's, yeah. it's true. He can get away with it. Yeah. He is hot. Because yeah. he is Brosnan. We've talked about Brosnan being one of, if not the sexiest man in film. Um, yeah. Yes. Particularly 90s Brosnan. Good lord. Mm-hmm. Um, man, if only we get... Now, if we get Brosnan and Rothrock in a movie, now there's a film. Ooh. Damn. Okay. That that might be too sexy, though. Um, I think, yeah. yeah I'd have to watch that Because Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> Michael, you have to leave the apartment. Michael, you can't be here. I, I'm starting this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, Just watch it when you're at work. Yeah. <laughs> uh the uh the, the here, here okay here's here's the thing and 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 this is this month is a celebration of Cynthia Rothrock, we love her, yes. she's amazing, yes she is not the world's greatest actress okay nope. With the, oh, nope. no, no she had the emotional range of a soggy piece of cardboard. okay yes but uh, that's not why we watch the movie no, we're not watching it for the for the uh, acting uh, and that's okay no mm-hmm. it's not because. This movie, when they let her go and let her kick and punch and throw dudes around, oh, I'm here for it all day, man. It is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She is. She is such a, I mean, she's a real deal martial artist and it shows. And she's also, this is an interesting thing I think that is something we talk about a lot is there are people who are good martial artists, but she's a good movie martial artist. That's not the same thing as just knowing martial arts is, does not necessarily mean you're ready to start because we've seen that. Where they go like, yeah. oh, this guy's a big MMA fighter. You're like, ah, but he doesn't look good fighting on screen. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the, there's, what I like about her action s- scenes is that there's a lot of creativity yes. and variety in like where she's fighting and what she's well, using I, to a fight. A lot of that. Very com- like Jackie Chan. Well, because she came up in that. We've talked about, she started, yeah. even though she's an American, she went to Hong Kong and started with Jackie yeah. Chan and Michelle Yeoh and a lot of those people mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So I think she gained a lot of that same kind of in that yeah. uh, cuz that, you know, that was that Samo Hong, uh mm-hmm. Jackie Chan, those guys really perfected this kind of thing. And I do yeah. feel like uh number one, this movie clearly doesn't have the resources of a Jackie Chan movie. Well, yeah. Um, yes. But she is definitely still trying to bring that attitude to the fight scenes. And yes. the fight scenes in this movie are great. So some of the best fight so scenes, yeah, very like cartoonish. Very well, yes, especially yeah. the one in the, the in the one. back of the convenience well, store. And actually, the, the I, sound effects. That's yeah. the kind of thing, though. Where when that was happening, I go, I wish the whole movie had this attitude because this the the big problem I feel like with this movie from a script standpoint is the tonal shifts. Oh my god, it vacillates <laughs> from being deadly serious dark drama to the goofiest martial arts movie, and I'm going, yeah. I kind of wish it had gone more down the Jackie Chan path. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it really it doesn't quite work when it's a very no. serious crime movie. No, no. And I feel like I've watched plenty of Jackie Chan movies. Like I think Police Story does a good job, where like the yes. fight scenes are creative and kind of comical. And he does he's also just very good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are like very serious moments yes. in those movies. Like that character is not a silly character. He takes his job very seriously, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. but they are able to work kind of He's... comedy into the fighting so that it's still 
a little bit lighthearted while still giving you it, some drama. And the Whereas tone this feels tone more consistent. Was just yeah. yeah, there's a more natural ebb and dark, flow in and like then yeah. fun and then dark. Yeah. And it, then fun. It does it does feel like they've put the fight scenes from a different movie into this yes. dark yes. thriller. This dark like, supernatural thriller, weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael was saying he's like, I feel like they wrote this movie. And the bits that aren't fighting scenes are just there to then lead to a fight scene. Yes. Like it didn't. They're a very flimsy excuse (laughs) for interesting fight scenes to happen. This is something. And I, there's not, as, as the case with a lot of these action show movies, there's not a lot of info about the making of this movie. But when I say the thing about the lifetime movie with Kung Fu, it does feel like this was a script. And then they got Cynthia Rothrock, and then they turned it into a martial arts movie. Because you kind of right. could excise yeah. all the martial arts stuff, and it's just a pretty stock, like, 90s yeah. straight-to-video thriller. Uh, yes. And I see that she even brought in the fight choreographer for this movie. Yes, Ta she Yoon, did. Yeah. She did. Um, ooh, who's done some really great... Oh, he's a he's a Jet Li collaborator, yeah. frequently, ooh. if you look at a lot of his stuff. He did... Uh, have you seen Kiss of the Dragon, Lisman? I have, yeah. It's a that's, great film. that's that's one of my favorites of his. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's because it was also written by Jet Li, which probably helped, uh, mm. as I see here yeah. now. Um, but uh, but he did the fight. He did he did that. The Defender is another great. I mean, this so this guy is once again brought in at her request, which makes me think that maybe it's sort of like, ah, oh, Cynthia Rothrock is here now, so she'll kind of guide that side of it, and we'll do the rest of it. Yes, um, that was her producer producer role was was the, uh, really was making the, sure the action uh was was good and entertaining and that's and, and she um, also know they know that's what her fan base wants obviously if you're renting right. a cynthia rothrock movie in 1996 i want to see her kick a bunch of dudes and and this it happens a lot uh we i think the biggest example is wesley snipes in the marksman you know you bring yeah. in somebody who's a talented martial artist and you just don't use that skill for some reason. I like it. It, it baffles us to this day. I mean, I, I think even bigger is, is Future Kick, right? You have the world's yes. greatest kickboxer, and he maybe throws one kick in the whole movie. Yeah. God, that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, still, 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 arguably the worst movie we've ever. I watched, think so. Probably. I think it's I still mean, the it hardest. It was so to watch. short, and we literally felt like it was two hours long yeah no, it, like 87 it's minutes. the shortest movie we've oh, ever watched it's shorter than that it's like 72 minutes <laughs> yeah it's, but it, it felt is like it, was it is long. still yeah. the shortest film we've ever watched on this show yeah and yeah. yet it felt like an eternity whereas yeah. this thing this thing i mean i agree this movie is dumb but fun and this is a 97 minute movie but this thing cooks along i had no i watched this all mm-hmm. in one sitting sometimes i break oh, these yeah. movies up <laughs> even yeah. as short as they are i will often watch these in two sittings uh, uh if, a, if a movie's really bad i'm just on my phone watching yeah. youtube videos fair yeah. enough and i'm like whatever fair enough. i mean i'm not <laughs> i'm usually not recording so it yeah I that's true yeah exactly either, so i'm just like if it's not interesting and i'm i'm a, i got adhd brain already so i'm just sure. like whatever yeah but this i didn't look at my phone at all yeah. this entire movie yeah because i really didn't no, want to miss anything my ad is yeah. it was like Trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, also because it's a little. When I, when I, I'm the same. If I, if, if not for this show, and I'm just watching something like on Netflix, you've got 20 minutes to get me. And if you don't get yeah, me in the yeah. first 20 minutes of your movie, I turn it off. Yeah, I, I have no. Yeah. There's so many movies out there today. I don't have yeah. time to sit through stuff that's not interesting to me. Um, yeah. So, but no, this thing, I, 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 this really, this really took me back to 
the kinds of movies I used to watch as a kid on like USA mm -hmm. up all night. Because uh, yeah. I, yeah, it was very cool uh, watching <laughs> stuff on cable. But they, that's where they would show genre stuff. That's where I saw a lot of martial arts and horror and stuff like that. Because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, at midnight on the USA channel, and this movie 100% has that vibe. This is, oh, yeah. this is trash, but it oh, is yeah. fun trash. Uh, yes. this is this yes. is that kind of so let's get into this movie. By the way, though, yeah. I love that you talk about setting a tone when this movie opens up with two separate quotes. You're like, which, which, didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't, why, what did those have to do with anything? What, what, why are we, yeah, I don't have know. anything to do with the rest of the movie. I didn't, also, I, one of them I like read it and I went, uh, no, yeah, I wrote them down. Oh, please, I'm so glad you wrote them down because I didn't write them down. So, listen, yeah, this is how the movie starts. And I did think, number one, interesting start with two quotes. You see a, uh, you see a movie maybe start with a quote. Usually yeah. it is thematic to the film. But yeah, here, to start with two is like, oh, you couldn't make up your mind. I was and then, really curious as to whether or not they were going to have a third one, you know? Because <laughs> two is unheard I was really of. hoping the third one was going to be fuck the police. <laughs> fuck <laughs> the NWA. police. NWA. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I was hoping. Uh, but yeah, so... The first one, the wise create laws, the foolish are oppressed by them. And it quoted Shang Tzu? Yeah. Uh, which I looked at, I think they meant Sun Tzu. I think that's exactly uh, that. Yeah, I had the same thought. Because <laughs> that, so yeah, that's they, in the author of The Art of War, not uh, not just a yeah. random guy they made up. Uh, that was Shang-Chi from Marvel Comics, actually. Oh, uh, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's who said it. Uh, and then the second one is... That one kind laws, of applies, by the way. You know, that one... Eh. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And the second one is, laws alone cannot carry themselves into practice. And this is by Mengsu. <laughs> they got the suits. Yeah, but when I looked up Mengsu, there isn't, as far as I could tell, an actual Chinese person named... Okay, like, so are they doing the, the, the Tarantino or Jean-Pierre Melville thing where they're just making up quotes? I Maybe, yeah. Because there's I don't... Uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, French... Oh, God, I'm going to sound like such a pretentious asshole, but he, makes great crime, he made great crime movies back in the 60s and 70s, a guy named Jean-Pierre Melville, and he would mm -hmm. do thing. He would put, like, old samurai proverbs at the start mm -hmm. of his movies, but he just made them up. Right, yeah. That's what I'm assuming And that's that Tarantino, and Tarantino does that too. And actually, Maggie, Fuck the Police would actually fit this movie more than any of the actual yes, quotes. That actually true. would be the... <laughs> Cause... Yeah, because these don't make any fucking sense in comparison to the movie. I, I mean, mean, the movie doesn't it, make any sense. No, but, other than you know. I guess the... But they're also kind of saying the same thing, which is also weird that you would need two quotes. <laughs> Let me clarify. Basic, yeah, they're basically the rewordings <laughs> of the same sentiment, <laughs> yeah. which is like me. the laws only work if you actually enforce them, I guess, is kind of the point, right? Like if you actually believe in the, them or something like that. The <laughs> foolish are oppressed by them. It's like, girl, that's not, you know, that's not what that is. That's yeah. not how that works. No, that's not what this movie's about. Because the movie no. is. That's the other thing. Laws, like, she's a vigilante. About, yeah. And I mean, she's like an expert, like psych witness for a trial. Yeah, and then proceeds to then 
intimidate and beat up that guy who was in the X-Files, by the way. Oh. And in the X-Files, he's the guy who has a psychic connection. And yeah. he, it's the episode where Beyond Scully's dad died. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's and yes, this one. is all very fresh. He also uh, plays the Grandma Worm Tongue in Lord of the Rings. Uh, well, well this is, it. I mean, we'll talk about that. When uh, that actor's name is Brad Dorif. Uh, mm -hmm. who is a fucking amazing actor. And yes. I do not know why he is in this movie. I have no because idea. Because he is, that guy, because he was also on Deadwood, one of uh, one of my all-time favorite shows. And he's mm -hmm. he's very famous and I think makes the bulk of his money in convention appearances. He's the voice of Chucky, the killer doll, and has been since day uh -huh. one. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that he, that's, that is where he, I said, I think that's where he makes the bulk of his money. He is still playing Chucky to this day. Uh, in every child's play related thing oh, uh best gig he ever um probably the best gig he's ever had because he's in the first scene of the first movie and then from there on it's been purely <laughs> a voice role for him and Great. uh and he's still doing it because there's a tv show now so you know well there wasn't there a, there was a movie where mark hamill played chucky right like a recent remake yes that was the remake but in in yeah. anything that's the actual oh, god welcome to john being a horror nerd uh yeah that that and the remake really good actually i highly recommend yeah. uh the the i really enjoyed the reboot uh with hamill but uh anything anything in the classic continuity of chucky mm, is brad Dorf, sure. including this new tv show that's going on right now that is continuing from the original movies in the chucky verse in the chucky verse exactly chucky. yeah, yeah. The yeah. cinematic universe. By the way, do I even need to plug the monster podcast that I do? Yeah, I just, right. I think exactly, I just demonstrated yeah. my bona fides there. Um, yeah. We haven't gotten to Chucky yet, but if we if we get through the monsters we have talked about, we are going to do Campbell and Jones meet the slasher. So then we'll get to yes, Chucky. yes, that makes sense. Uh, so we start with those quotes, but also the other thing about these quotes, I thought is like, man, we're setting an oddly serious and like philosophical tone for what yeah. I'm sure will be a very dumb movie. <laughs> yeah but even the beginning yeah. of this movie where she comes home and the house is dark and her mm -hmm. sister and nephew are murdered are murdered well technically her sister is still alive yes yes she, she says does something. die in her arms but instead of, course, of, of calling the police which is if i found a loved one still clinging on to life <laughs> i would immediately call 911 that would be my instinct too not just be like, oh, no, 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 you're dead. Like, I'm going to grieve you. It's like, actually, yeah. I think I could pull no. through. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm busy grieving. It's about me. Yeah. I will um, avenge you. That's going to happen. I'm still alive. No, no, you're dead. It's not. Forget it. You're totally dead. Just give up. All right. No need to cling on to false hope. You're done. That's fatal. It's uh, very much that Monty Python scene. Yes. You know? <laughs> not dead yet. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. what it is. Uh, so yeah, uh, and I mean, this also this has one of my favorite things, which are just the random gang of masked attackers that movies mm -hmm. are always portraying. And you're like, you don't often. This is not like a a thing that happens a lot in reality. That just a random group of psychos have targeted your house. Yes. Also is a strong word for what they're wearing <laughs> they're wearing pantyhose they yes. are they're which, like, which is pantyhose are like semi-sheer yeah uh I, wear I, a ski mask I like a normal say, person he, he, I, maybe I, you know uh the, the 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 appeal of the pantyhose is it's the cheaper option everyone so you're looking at the cheap but the idea is they're so tight that they squish your facial features is mm -hmm. the is is conceivably why one would wear pantyhose in reality yeah. of crime 
Uh, that's not working for these guys because she will remember everyone's faces when she sees them later, of course. Yes. And one of them isn't wearing anything at all. Yeah. Which, yeah, cause, which cause if his, they were going to. Her sister had got. Oh, his that's, mask what, it, off, that's, that's what it was. Why. And uh, then I, I guess but, the idea is if they murdered everybody, then it doesn't matter. So then why wear them in the first place? Well, that's, exactly. that's a good point, too. Because I we'll, Listen, we'll get into it later. A Michael but... Mann movie. This is not. This is not a tightly researched <laughs> film about thieves and procedure. <laughs> I don't understand why they do this. Oh, no idea. What What okay. are they trying to I was, accomplish I was, here? Right. Exactly. I don't know. I was are curious they... if you picked up. No. What... Okay. Yeah. Is this just a random robbery? Was she targeted? Who the fuck knows? It's unclear. Well, there's the man. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the man. Oh. Who could forget so, the man? They worked and hard assuming, on that. I don't like what I didn't understand about that relationship mm-hmm. is is he fully in charge of them and telling them what to do, or is he just kind of like do what you want, but when I want you to do something, you have to do it. Yeah, that was that I, relationship was I, never clear. That's kind of what I think is close to the second one, and it's kind of like I get a piece of all the action. The the term in uh, Godfather is let me wet my beak. Like the idea mm-hmm. that 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 all crime goes back. I get a, I get a yeah. I get <laughs> I get a I get a piece of all the crime, even if I'm not the one necessarily instigating it. But like okay, gotcha. nobody commits a crime in the city without you know giving me Being, a taste me, of it. Me getting in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let me wet my okay. beak a little. Um, okay. By the way, I just keep mentioning other better crime movies that people could watch. This isn't even. It's kind of a crime movie. The like. The whole mystery of who the man is um, doesn't matter. There's no doesn't matter, and becomes leading you. I to... think at a certain point, more by process of elimination, it's pretty obvious who the man is. Yes, uh, but there, there's no logic to why he is, and it doesn't no. bother to explain what no. what he's doing. And there's no real or... personal stake in it beyond just the vengeance, right? There's no like. Um, like it would have been better because spoiler alert, it's the police detective character. Yes. Um, but I was gonna say like they they needed to have a more. What if they had been like close friends or something like that? Or even yeah. if she was dating that a, a different actor, not the old Italian guy. Right. Uh, yeah. The the great Tony Lobianco uh, yeah. is uh who is what uh, who at one time was a big deal, but is well past his prime here. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, that's. I mean, this is a guy who was in the French Connection once upon a time. So to go from the... Oh, he's still with us. Uh, I did not know this. Um, uh, I'm also looking at like, uh, oh, he has a, you know, Tony Award. and He's a real deal actor. Uh, And he is slumming it like nobody's business in this Slumming it hard. And uh, bringing the energy of a guy slumming it, I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's yeah. pretty... Well, I would say he's matching the energy of everyone else. Yeah, the Except... rest of the acting. Brad Dorf, who I think is really very good. He, he's definitely in it yeah. to yeah. win it. Because yeah. that, that's a guy who just, I don't think he knows how to phone it in. Yeah, He's just that yeah. guy. And you're just going like, what do you, really? When he showed up, I was like, what the fuck are you doing here, man? Yeah, I just got excited because I knew who he was. <laughs> Yeah, because he's it's so I mean, rare for he, me. I mean, he that that is legitimately one of my favorite X Files too. He's great in that episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's a tour de force. Like that is all about his performance in it too. Yeah. Uh, he and Julian so Anderson. Good. Yeah. What a great show, guys! Watch the X Files. It's a great show. <laughs> it, across the board, I will say for almost any movie that we do, like ninety percent of the movies we watch, just watch the X Files instead. That's just yeah. It's just way better because yeah, that show better. is brilliant. Um, yeah. you know. 
We have. I'm trying to think. Is there? Duchovny is not really sunk to the level of action shelf, so I don't think we'll ever yeah. get Duchovny on here. Yeah. Um. He his career has maintained. I mean, yeah. Good and bad, right? Good for Duchovny, bad for us because we'd like to see him. Right. Exactly. Uh, but uh, you could always do it for for your Patreon content, though. Yes, you know? we could watch a Duchovny movie over there. I'm trying to think. I mm -hmm. don't know what if he has any actiony ones. You could watch Evolution. Evolution. Yeah, I was gonna say that's probably as close to like. Action. Which is a fun movie. I we remember could, watching it when I, was, I, I, I think like I saw Evolution. that movie in theaters I and like I loved Evolution. it. That's my first Duchovny thing. Yeah. That's yeah. a and I, I think a lot of that movie is driven because he's very good in it. I mean, like it's it's yeah. probably an okay movie that's made much better by the presence of Duchovny. And also right. paired with Julianne Moore, because you have to pair him with a hot redhead. You have it, to yeah. it, it's, it's just required. This and if you can't get Julian Anderson, yeah, you get, get Julianne. Moore. Actually, we could watch the X Files movie, maybe even as a commentary track at some point. I, I, kind of I mean, movie. I've seen it recently, but I'll watch it again. Oh, I don't Fight the Future care. is awesome. I love that. Movie. So good. Uh, and I, I'll give it up for I Want to Believe. I still am a fan of that second X Files. I haven't movie. seen that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the the criticism was it feels like a two hour episode of the show. I'm going great. I love that show. <laughs> that's to me that's not a criticism no. that's just an observation no no anyway see look at this what happens we end up talking about the x-files um mm. stay tuned that's for our x-files podcast um yeah so uh uh so yeah she gets attacked uh she kicks some of these guys but then is thrown over a balcony is what she I'm, jumps she, she jumps does jump balcony. over it now, she now she keep went, in mind you guys have no seen this way out more of this than I, I am going to jump into this tree and i was like this is a woman who is ready to make the hard decisions and we love her for that that, that was the first instant of the movie where i'm going oh now okay here we go this is action shelf kind of stuff <laughs> right because exactly. when she's falling through the branches of the tree and stuff to slow oh. her down how far of a leap? Because this is like her house is on a cliff, so like it is. She's up in like the Hollywood Hills, right here. I mean, yeah. this is very L.A. This movie. So, uh, like, what it's do you far. think? hundred feet. <laughs> yeah, eighty maybe. A little under a yeah. hundred is. Eh, yeah. that's, that's where I put it. Yeah, she 80, would be feet. dead. She would be yes, dead. They tried to argue that going through those branches would be enough to slow her momentum. I don't think so. In fact, I no. think they would just hurt her worse on the way down yes. to her inevitable death. Yes. At the yes. very, yeah. at Although the I very least, Although I have that if you are falling from a distance and you can control, kind of control where to land, you should land in trees because that does break your fall. It, It'll yeah. probably break some bones. Yeah. <laughs> but that could actually save you. Well, sure. I think that, I think maybe it would have presented, prevented fatal, but it feels like she's at least breaking several bones, if not paralyzed for life by this. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think they could have given her like a broken rib or two because you can't do a cast anyway. She's, so, like, yeah. she's, she's but, like, you fine. Know, she's, she's fine. She, two weeks. After that, she yeah. comes back to her house, and they're like, "This is still a crime scene." It's like, "Girl, so you're just useless." Great. Yeah. Cool. Where was she for the other two weeks? I'm assuming she was in the hospital because I guess the guy so, was yeah. like, That's right. "Gave her back her sister's necklace," and he's like, "The doctors had to pry this from your hand." Yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Dad yeah. Because uh, her, we 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 meet her work friend, who's a weird character throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. this poor uh, woman. The redhead? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Is that Lorraine? Yes. Is that her name? Now, keep we love a supportive bestie. Yeah. yeah. Katie Mitchell, who plays Lorraine. Well, she's supportive, but also jealous. Yes. Yes. And we called that very early on, because when, uh, <sighs> when Cynthia Rothrock is hooking up with the hot man, 
uh, she's apparently her friend has been following her because apparently yeah. everyone is following Cynthia Rothrock, the, which I mean, fair, I would too look at her. There is but, no, there is nothing. Nothing comes of that though. Yeah. Well, so she's following her and you see them and because you see them like starting their sensual scene. And, mm-hmm. and so it's just like ass in the window <laughs> and you see her friend. Once again, and we're like everyone it, and has we're sex. Like, we're like, okay, she's not, she wants Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah. Like, that was oh, the only logical explanation. That's a better read. She, I don't think that, well, I don't I mean, think that's she, what, they, I don't think that's what the movie's intended. She confesses intended. that after that's she gets blown up. That's true. Yeah. This, yeah. this movie did my least favorite trope, which is bury your gaze. Don't bury your gaze. Well, it, Let them thrive. It goes Thank further. You. But it, it, it's even shittier than bury your gaze. It's kill a woman and then reveal her to be gay. Well, yeah. have her reveal that she's gay and then immediately yeah. die. Yes. She would have survived yeah. that explosion had she not uh, come out of the closet right at that moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was, I was very irked by she's that. She's like, I just have to I... say... I'm in love. No, no, don't say it. You'll die. No, 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 no. This is a movie. You're going to die if you say you're gay. Yes. This is a 1996 film. You cannot admit that. You can't admit that on screen. But yeah, she admits that. She's like, I was jealous. She's like, I wasn't jealous of you. I was jealous of him because I wanted to be with you. And I was like, that makes sense, though. Yeah, it actually. It it makes a lot more sense. We we clocked it very early. And I think partially is that because I always want things to be gay. Yeah. Even when they're not, I'm like rooting for it. So then when it happened, I was like, yay! And then she died, and I was like, fuck you! There, there, there was a line on uh, what we do in the shadows the other week uh, about that that was very funny, where it's like, I want some gay. Gay is very in right now. Uh, I've seen that in the in the yeah, trailer. Oh, yeah. Matt Barry. Uh, Matt Barry, one of the funniest human beings on the planet. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, just the immediate acceptance of that is just like, gay is cool now. So yes, give me some gay. Uh, so hey, she, but his character canonically is already gay. Yeah. Like, yeah. He. Well. He. Yeah. If, you've been, if you're a vampire and you've been alive that long, girl, you are. You are that's, all over everyone. That's yeah. why that is, not. That is a. Uh, I think across the show, every character is like that. They're just. Yeah. They're just down for anything at a certain point. They are DTF. Yeah. I mean, to the T. I mean, baby. think of it. You don't. I don't think you have to worry about diseases. Uh, you don't have to. You're not going to get anybody pregnant. So. Hell yeah, yeah. They, you know. This yeah. isn't Twilight, so yeah, you don't have to worry about it. I mean, that. this has come up on the Monster Show, but uh, I uh, uh, this has been a, an ongoing argument between Brendan and I over on my Meet the Monsters podcast. Uh, I'm pretty down to become a vampire, and Brendan is not. I'm like, I don't know, man. It seems pretty appealing. I mean, depends on what movie universe we're in, because sometimes it mm-hmm. does seem awful. But yeah. uh, what we do in the shadows, hell yeah, sign me up to be one of those vampires. That seems like a blast. That does make it look fun. Yeah, yeah. You're hang- and especially you're living in a cool old house with all your best pals and zinging yeah. each other. Oh, I love it. Uh, all right. Uh, so she drives her back home. Yeah, we have the we meet our detective character, Tony Lobianco, uh, mm-hmm. who's apparently his name is Briggs. I just called him detective in my notes. Uh, I called him various generic white man names. Yeah. Well, and, and beyond white man, though, he is such a like, yo, goo, I'm a goomba cop. You know, I'm a, I'm an Italian detective kind of guy. I do like how L.A. the movie is and how East Coast this guy is, though. Yes, yes. I mean, which like, immediately makes him stand out. Yes. Yeah. And then, of course, because uh, we just this movie has nothing but stereotypes, he ends up mm-hmm. also being a mobster because he's a, yep. a boisterous Italian guy. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you got to know this about people from the East Coast. They're all evil. Okay. I, do, I can say that. <laughs> I, do, I know people on the East Coast. I do have in my notes here 
that he says it was a random burglary in the scene. I mean, he certainly says it. Uh, but I don't think anything refutes that. That's true. Because I don't... Well, I don't. I don't think the, she's investigating anything they wanted stopped or anything. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Because she's actually on Brad Dorif's. She's working for the defense. Yes. And Brad yes. Dorif is one of their guys, so you would think they'd want her to continue to get him off on insanity, play, which we'll yeah. talk about the just completely insane legality of everything she does in that courtroom. Um, well, yeah, that's not, yeah. that's not how a trial works at all. Um, nope. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, because I don't think they were pleading insanity and suddenly it turns into insanity and you're like, wait yeah. a minute, you can't, you got to start introduce out. You that halfway no, through. You've got to start out with an insanity defense. In fact, you can get a mistrial for trying to turn it that way. Yep. And I think they do actually. It's implied. Mm. I don't know. The movie. It's. I love how much this movie just throws at the walls. Like also now it's a courtroom movie. <laughs> yeah, I was confused by the courtroom part of it because it was unclear to me on whether or not she like this man is going to jail or not. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like by the end of it, I was like, so did she get him off or is he still? Going to jail? Or is he going to a hospital? Is he going to a hospital? <laughs> that What's happening? Yeah, and the answer is, I don't know. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, the movie really? couldn't care. Based no. on her testimony, it seems like she would argue he should be in some kind of institution, right? Right, Cause, exactly. Because it's all about yeah. his his traumatic PTSD flashbacks or what led him to kill that cop. But also, it's. <laughs> I do love the idea of this, like, this guy killed this cop, and she's knowing his traumatic flashbacks. Also, he's involved in the robbery that you just, like... That is mm -hmm. the thing that I think we're talking about that keeps this movie moving, is it just keeps throwing new shit at you all the time. Like, it's always just right, like, oh, exactly. shit, yeah. okay, now it's this, goddamn. Yeah. And that's... Like, every every character they introduce has to somehow be connected to that murder. Yes. That way it'll keep it going, because yes. otherwise it would stop, and then you would be bored. But this movie's like, no, we got, we know, we gotta go. This we gotta is... go, we gotta go, we gotta go. Also in this scene, we find out she's a martial arts instructor, which I always love in these movies when they just put in one line to go, and that's why they know martial arts. Anyway, let's keep going with the movie. The, I was really <laughs> one, because she has this, I wouldn't say mundane job, but sort of yeah. a standard you don't, you don't I was wondering assume, yeah, if she like, was going to be trained to do martial arts. That's what I that because that's kind of the revenge movie, you know, right. structures. I I thought I thought the same thing. I thought it was going to be, oh, she gets attacked, she learns martial arts, and then gets revenge because that's generally I, how these movies. Because I thought because uh, Mako is in this movie. Oh, and, I thought and, and what is Mako doing in this movie? He, another Literally guy. Who, I have another Literally guy who's nothing. slumming it like nobody's business. Yeah. Yeah, like I saw why? him in the credits. I went, oh, I love Mako. He's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I looked that up and I saw he was in it. I went, great. He's gonna be her spiritual guide, and yeah. lo and behold, he yeah, pretty much is. He I mean, is, but of. in a, but in a, you know, I wish he was in it more. Like it's just Me like, too. yes, he, he should have definitely been in it more, other than just being the blind man that owns the little like candy shop in the office building that she works in, who gives sage wisdom. Anything meaningful? He no. tried like help her and she's just like oh this silly old man and it's like that's mako that's that, uncle iroh you listen that's to mako him, okay? a man who almost his whole career is playing mentor figures uh yeah. that is what he did man like that is you like listen and you shut up because it's like i mean not 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 only was he was he on uh of course avatar but he's also uh uh in samurai jack 
And uh, uh, he was the voice of Splinter in that animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. He's Arnold's mentor, the wizard in uh, Conan the Barbarian. I mean, this guy, we saw him be a mentor figure to the Hulk over on the Green Mile, the show that Gregoni and I did. He did two episodes of that as a blind martial arts master who helped Bruce Banner, or David Banner. Um, So the only time he wasn't a mentor was in MASH, I'm assuming. MASH and Oh, he's great in MASH. Yeah. Oh, that's true, because he's the villain. And, yes. Oh, he's so good in Samurai yeah. Jack. Yeah. Oh, shit, he even this shows is, up. This to... is turning into a Mako fan cast. It What's is. I, I, just looking through his, uh, his IMDb, I go, oh, he even briefly mentored RoboCop in one of those movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, got a good voice for it. He does. Well, he also narrates Conan the Barbarian, so that's always what I think, because that mm. movie starts with him going like, it was a time of destiny, you know? And you're like, Yeah. Yeah, I'm on board. Man. It just instantly set you in that magic fantasy setting of that movie. You're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. R.I.P. R. Mako, you were oh, the one. That yeah. guy. Pour, pour one out for Mako. And yeah. that's the thing. Oh, yeah. I just go like, man, poorly used in this movie. Happy to see him. So but poorly used. But poorly used as... Uh, yeah. he's, he, and I actually think his perform- he's, he's the other actor who's bringing some charisma to this thing. Because yeah. he is having some fun here. He's got a little bit of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. but he's just the blind guy who runs the newsstand who is also wise, you know. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's another stereotype, right? Just the wise old Asian guy who. Why? What is this guy's? De- I don't know. The movie doesn't care. It's like, why is this you guy running? Say, sunglasses yeah. were dope. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. got those shades. They do not quit. Those are no. dope. Oh, this those are some nineteen ninety six shades. I'll tell you. Oh, that. Yeah. And those yeah. are not easy to pull off. No, yeah. no, you most people would look like a dweebus. Yeah. Oh Mako never my, my looked guy. like a dweebus ever. Um yeah. yeah. Uh all right. So yeah, so she talks to him and she's returning to work and everybody's like, I don't know. Maybe you should get out of here. Work seems pretty stressful and you've been through a lot, which fair enough. Yeah. Her family was killed, but she's doing the classic. But this is America. We don't take time to heal. (laughs) We get back to the grind. Absolutely. Maybe. You would also think, particularly when the grind is dealing with violent crimes, maybe we rethink going back to, you know. You think, but. Well, I mean, she, uh, Lorraine gave her the option of, like, helping with, like, a marketing thing. She's like, here's something light. Yes. And and then and then she just like grabs a folder from the bottom of the pile, opens it and goes, I'm doing this one. And she's like, why? And she's like, I gotta. And she's like, I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to fight you on it, I guess, even though I'm your boss and I love you. Uh, so uh, this is also where she meets lawyer slash book editor Nicholas slash psychologist he's like all three right no he's a publisher and a lawyer okay yeah he's a publisher and a lawyer but he's public yeah we'll talk about later uh and this this is kurt mckinney is this actor who plays him who just we're talking about this uh doesn't have a lot of acting credits i did Hmm. he may be good looking but he's pretty dull he does he's done a lot of soap operas now it looks like you know, that which, makes sense. Oh, okay. Whatever. I mean, he's got a great face for a soap opera. He does. Let me tell you. Uh, he but is I, hot. Uh, yes, but I, I think he's pretty dull in this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think him and Cynthia Rothrock are giving off about the same. Yeah, which, rate. which, which is trouble because you need somebody to kind of balance that out with Cynthia yeah. Rothrock. Instead, you have two people. So they, I think when I when we're talking about is this movie sexy. Neither one of these people have a lot of chemistry with each other. I think right. that's the other thing is I don't really feel the heat in their scenes beyond, yeah, you're both hot, but I'm yeah. not. I'm not getting. You're not getting a lot of that sizzling 
like flirtatious banter. Being because they're na- hot isn't enough. Yeah. No, you know? exactly. But I'm also seeing that he had he's a black belt in Taekwondo, which I think also led to his part in this Why movie. He's in this, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Listen, we will see him again uh, because he. Uh, we also have on the calendar a 1985 No Retreat, No Surrender with JCVD. So this guy <gasps> will this guy will will reappear uh, later in the show and a. Uh, also, I like that he did a movie. This movie is sworn to justice. He made a movie before this called Sworn to Vengeance. <laughs> I don't. Which is what this movie should have been called. <laughs> yes. Maybe maybe because that was taken. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's probably. Yeah. Oh, like, man. Oh, actually, no, guys. The last movie I was on called, was Sworn to Vengeance. So oh, can you just change yeah. one we, word? Yeah. And they were like, all right. Uh, justice? Justice? Yeah, Lisman, yeah. we may have to watch this one too. <laughs> well, yeah. Sworn to Vengeance, uh, which just has uh, three innocent teenagers, one horrific crime. Robert Conrad in Sworn to Vengeance. Uh, yep. That's got that the legendary right. Bob Conrad. Uh, so she, so uh, she, I, I, also, no subtlety at all in this movie. As soon as she sees this guy, she's like, oh my. Uh, yeah, she's like, I am wet. Yeah. What's up. Right Who are you? Away. Which I just, once again, and I just love this movie. It's like, no time to like build this relationship. It's just like, nope. right away they're attracted to each other. Because we just gotta go, man. This movie just gotta cook. Yeah, uh, we don't have yeah. time to waste on this. We gotta get these two fucking yeah. in front of a fireplace, baby. After, <laughs> we have after two a sex weird, scenes together. After a weird, <laughs> flirty fight scene. Oh my which god. I, which could have been really great idea flirty and could have been really sexy it's a great idea and then it wasn't and no. i was like come on man because this it, could be so hot because the acting's not there that's the thing yeah, yeah you guys know martial arts and you got great bodies but man you're not connecting on any kind of emotional level no yeah. but i do and no i emotion. i want more flirty fight scenes in movies i agree yes. i think that's a great yes. idea that's a, that's a trope i can ten thousand percent get behind agreed mm-hmm. uh, uh so I do like uh, she gets we get our first one liner of the movie here where she gets handed the file on Brad Dorf. She goes, "You can't protect me. Axe murders are my business." Ooh, yeah. She's. I will say that's where Cynthia Rothrock, the sassy kind of. Whenever she's like sassy career girl, I'm like, this is not a good fit for your personality. Yeah, no. She's because she was better in martial law where she's just like stoic and ready to fight and you know and and kind of steely and tough she's not like oh me oh my well the other thing that's so weird is they put her i get this is the movie that uh, you were talking about people talking about this being her sexiest movie and they want to they want to sex her up in like some of these dresses and stuff but cynthia rothrock is sexy but she's also built like a fighter so she looks kind of awkward in some of the like cocktail dresses Mm. and stuff yeah. I think she looks ten times hotter because she's built like a fighter, but maybe that's sure, just my I, but, personal preference. Well, I, I, like, I like a built woman oh, in a in a skinny, like tight dress. Mm, that's yeah, that's why we started dating. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's exactly that's why how, we started dating. That's how everyone describes Lisman. Uh, a built woman. Yeah, a built woman. <laughs> in um, a sleepy I'm not, dress. I'm not saying she looks she looks bad, but it's just she if it's an awkward it, it feels awkward on her for some reason. Yeah. I will say I did not like her dress for the for the fancy party. Okay, it that's just wasn't that's the dress I'm talking it, it about. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't her or her body type in the dress. It was the dress itself. I just mm. felt like it didn't it felt like a dress to go to like a bar or like a club. Like yeah. a, like if she if if this was an event being held in an event space, 
yeah. and not just their office, well, I that, would be like, yeah. okay, yeah, that's that is the dress you would wear <laughs> that, to that. That Ooh. event. This was not the dress you wear to like a campaign thing for a ma- mayoral the mayor, yeah, candidate. Yeah, like, yeah. it just it especially didn't at, fit wor- the at event. work. Like, you're gonna show up with your coworkers dressed like that. I mean, maybe, yeah. but my God. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get they wanted a lot of cleavage from her. Once again, that's, you know, and that, you know, I'm, sure. I'm not complaining yeah, about that. She's got great titties, but. Well, and that, that's like, later <laughs> in the movie when they when they think that a man is doing the vigilante stuff. I'm like, oh, come on now. That's... Well, I mean, she's wearing a hoodie and nobody she's... wants to nobody wants to think that they got beat up by a girl. It's, They're much. It's true. With how but... fragile men's egos are. Yeah, no, that I... was. That's a hundred percent realistic. I, they would be like, it was just a short man. Yeah. She could have a full fucking beat on her face. Yeah. Like it's, winged eyeliner. They could fully smell her perfume and they'd be like, I don't know, it's just it was a guy. It I'll, was totally a guy. It wasn't a woman. It I'll was give a guy. you I'll give you that read, but I just thought like, I mean, Cynthia Rothrock is well built, but is very much a woman. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, she's still she's I mean, I actually I don't know how petite she is. Uh I think she's pretty small. Um, uh, yeah, I don't speaking know. as a petite person, nobody would ever mistake my physique as a man. Yeah, I'm she's five, five two and a half. She's, so she's like, five. No three. man is that short statistically. She's I think. five three. Uh, she, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah, Oof. that's yeah. why they had to put her in all those heels, man. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, rough yeah, out yeah, there. yeah. She's little. I mean, and and a lot of but martial artists like, are though. I mean, it was a five five man, and I'm like, yeah. to be fair, <clears throat> yeah. I, they're obviously they're gonna say what they think it was instead to save any amount of face uh um, so the, the, yeah, the next no. scene we have here is the goofy convenience store fight scene uh, where she goes so into this good. convenience store there's no one around and she t- is it a set of keys that she touches what is this it's a hat it's a hat yes mm-hmm. a you guys saw hat. the movie more recently because we had to switch some stuff on the schedule i did watch this movie a week ago so you guys are going to help me with some of the finer details that i didn't write down here yeah. um we watched it like Two, two days, days ago. ago yeah, yeah. Uh, uh and i you know i this this is not one of our more forgettable ones so uh right but right. uh so she goes back and yeah all of a sudden a different movie starts basically Completely and, different. And, a, and a movie to be fair i kind of like more uh, oh yeah michael wrote down what did you write down looney tunes <laughs> oh the i mean the, the, it's, it's one thing to have this but to actually accent it with the wacky sound effects are you kidding me there's like an elephant Sound. Oh, the man who every time he got knocked down would spin on his head was yes. dope. like a top. They did yes. that like at least twice. twice. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, this man is putting in the work today. Somebody somebody got hit in the head and there was like the Tweety Bird yeah. like, sound effects of like a bird, you know, like Yeah. I couldn't like bo- it was this is this is a slide whistle in a Roger Moore Bond movie, silly. Exactly. Yeah, it was very good. I like the use of the environment. I liked how yep. she used the duct tape to kind of like rope them all together. That was, really that cool. was very clever. I like that. That felt very Jackie. Cool. I like I like the convenience store owner just sitting there like roasting all these guys in Chinese, just being like, yeah. "I actually do know the combo to the save. Like, yeah. what's up?" <laughs> that was yeah. great. That was good. Like I said. <laughs> I'm on board for this movie. I just wish this had been the movie that played the, the entire thing. movie. Yeah, should have been. And even if, yeah, the entire movie was just going from fight te- scene to fight scene. I would have been like, hell yeah, what's up? Well, that's pretty this. much all we want out of a Cynthia Rothrock movie, isn't it? Really? I mean, yeah, at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she she ties all these guys up with duct tape, and then she gets a one liner to herself because oh, we haven't said this by the way. Her character's name is Jana, uh, yes. which is interesting. And she goes, Jana, girl, you're gonna get your butt in a sling. 
<laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, why? That why? She's, I mean, I think she's saying, like, now you're in trouble. Now you're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. But don't worry. This no, won't come you, up. You will have no repercussions mm-hmm. to there, any there. of your actions this entire movie, girl. Yeah, th- this scene is v- is very unnecessary. The plot just stops, but... It's the, yeah. the, it's the, so the plot stops and all it does is establish her fighting skills that we really get to see and yeah. it sets up her psychic vision for the first time with the hat. That's true. Okay. And her and the beginning of her vigilanteism because yes. this is the first. She gets That's a true. Ta- she gets a taste of vigilanteism here and she Which likes I it. I don't remember if she has like her hood up. I don't remember here. I don't. She's fighting I, these. So I, don't I think either. these people know that they're fighting a woman. Yeah. It's a very well lit back room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, there's and there's a witness just sitting there being like, "Hell yeah." Yeah. She and she, once again, she's not. She's very fit and tough, but she is not masculine by any means. She's uh, not. She's not large. No, no, this is not. We're not dealing with a Gina Carano here. Um, and even right. even Gina Carano is not like it's not built like a dude yeah. exactly um yeah. you know yeah she's uh, got like wide shoulders and that's about it yeah, yeah. exactly that's the similar uh probably about the same on the actor spectrum i just like cynthia rothrock more i mean yeah. Carano's not likable as we know um, yes, but we've still got more movies of hers to watch so um yep. uh so uh so then she goes to see Chekhov, or as he's called in this movie dr so, Br- uh something. breitenheim Brightenheim, uh, that's yeah. sure. So is he supposed to be doing a German accent? Oh, maybe he is I, supposed to be doing a German accent. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yet another, we can add this to, there are a few times, this is uh, another actor in an action shelf movie I have met. So I have uh, mm-hmm. I have met Mr. Walter Koenig. Uh, he was perfectly nice to me. Um, why wouldn't he be? I gave him money. Uh <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there are some people you give them money, they'll still be a dick. So. That's true. Yeah. He was very nice. He, I gave him money, took a picture with me, uh, you know, because I'm a fucking nerd. Uh, and I do love Star Trek. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's doing, uh, yeah, he's doing a weird German accent here, but he's testing her for ESP. One of the things mm-hmm. I like is that they show her get the thing wrong about the cars he's holding up. Mm-hmm. Are we just supposed to go like, well, she can't do that. but Because even... Because when they come out of the... Because like, we get this montage of them doing these tests. And then she goes, mm-hmm. see, I don't have anything. I got that wrong. She goes, no, no. You do have something about you. I know. It, mm-hmm. it must have come from that head trauma. <laughs> yeah. So I think the logic is... She scored she, so low. She scored so incredibly low yeah. that he figured it must have been an intentional decision. or, or Right. Because, like she's, because she's not accepting this gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's squandering herself, and that's so she scored ah. like lower than like a normal person would. Right. He's like, statistically speaking, you should have gotten higher than this, but yeah. you got super low, which means you are, and yeah, that little bonk on the head undid it. Yeah. And and, yeah, uh, and listen, we do yeah. need to do a Walter Koenig starring movie called Moontrap at some point on this show. Uh, okay. That he is the it's star. Like Mousetrap. It is Moon on the moon. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, it's deadly robots on the moon, but whatever. Oh, but also, <gasps> it is space fight. It is him and Bruce Campbell. Oh Ooh. hell yeah! They are the stars of it. That sounds, so we definitely need that. Great. That's an upcoming movie for sure. So stay tuned. Yeah, 
Do you think it's going to be as epic a space battle as Moonraker? Oh, can anything be though? Really? I mean, honestly, that's a high bar. Literally, no. When the peak of cinema, when that space shuttle opens and all those astronauts come out with their space rifles, oh my god! I was not ready for that moment. Uh, No one is ready for it. I mean, that movie, that movie is something. You know, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I love that movie. Uh, Ten out of ten. Absolutely. Uh, Oh, this is also. (laughs) Where we meet the 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 other test of this is there's a little girl who won't talk, and she touches her jacket, right, right, and she gets her to talk, or she does she get her to talk? No, she no. She, she just, just connects explains. with her. Yeah, she explains, yeah, she explains why she's what not happened. talking. That's it. Yeah. yeah, and I do love Walter Koenig just being like, "Oh, what the breakthrough? <laughs> that explains everything." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and don't worry, because he goes, "Oh, and look." Here's my very handsome publisher coming up. The yeah. and you're like, oh, this guy again. We meet again. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what I mean, the first time they met, they there was literally sparks between them because mm-hmm. he they shocked each other. Oh, that's yeah. I completely forgot that yeah. detail. I didn't because yeah, it was so, so cheesy bad. and I yeah. loved it. Well, and I, I mean, once again, it's like <laughs> she's an adult woman, and yet every scene she's like messing with her hair, like she's playing like a teenage girl with a crush, which is. Once again, there's just no subtlety in this movie. It has to be if you like no. a guy, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> he's so hot, right? Um, Got to yeah. paint it on with broad strokes. Yeah, well, because the divorced dads watching this movie, they're not looking for subtlety. Um, they're just no. waiting for. They're for looking for titties. Tits. Yeah. yeah, and I think this Let's, is the only you know. movie of hers that even has anything remotely resembling like that, uh, as yeah. far as I'm aware. I don't. I don't think she's because that's something we've actually talked about. Is Generally, something we like about Cynthia Rothrock is she is not generally sexualized in movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. which is you know She's just kind of a badass. Is, yeah, in most of the movies, it feels like this is the one where they tried to do something different with her, uh, mm-hmm. or she wanted to step out into doing something different. Which you know, and and I still don't think the movie uh, is it, it, it. We've seen much worse. Let's say in the objectification department. Uh, yeah, much yeah. Worse. I feel like any time that she is revealing like that weird scene where she's getting dressed before the party and the detectives there which is awkward but like it didn't feel creepy because Mm. she was in control of what he was seeing and how he was perceiving yes the movie itself doesn't get too male gazy yeah exactly honestly was shocking yeah i I didn't see, have high hopes. I, I still see, remember Revenge of the Eric, which I know was on a different podcast that oh, y'all did, but yeah, that yeah, movie yeah. made me want to throw hands. Yeah, um, I don't blame you. I was but I think see, this movie does a good job of showcasing someone being a badass, but yeah. also being sexy and and using that sexiness as part of the power that they have. Yes. Which I think is Agreed. rare for that time period. Oh, 100%. Uh, and is, Something yeah. that people still struggle to showcase. Yeah, today. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's gotten it's better, but it's still not the norm by any stretch of the imagination. Exactly. Uh, yeah. The, I was looking. This is uh, director Paul Maslach. This is his only directing effort. Um, hmm. He is a martial arts coordinator. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he just wanted to make a fun martial arts movie, and then they were probably like, <laughs> "Okay, but we have to have a plot." And he's like, "Oh man, all right. fuck." I really uh, think they just. Uh, I think the script was uh, secondhand. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. we need a plot. We'll just use this script. Yeah. yeah. And John, I think you're right. Let's just put in some fight scenes. Because they yeah, all the fight scenes, you talk about like distraction with the plot, all the fight scenes <laughs> just occur and then we're back to the plot. 
basically like everything turns into an extended fight scene they're all non sequitur you know yeah uh, scenes so she picks up this baseball bat and through that sees a vision of uh, of the of one of the criminals and finds his Mm -hmm. address because she's gonna go to his place (laughs) but uh (laughs) she she first meets up with him robbing a woman in a darkened alleyway and this is 15 feet away from where he lives i know he he goes well i want to rob but i don't want to go too far from home i don't like the commute i got i've got a lot of social anxiety i don't like to be far which i will say is 100 percent one of the dumbest moves you can make as a criminal Uh, yeah that's so don't don't shit where you eat man exactly because if you start to rob in the general vicinity of your of your apartment or whatever and then they go hmm, all these robberies i wonder if the guy lives there you know to be fair he does know the man well yes that's gonna make sure that that doesn't happen i guess he'll like so i guess i guess maybe this is an example of the guy just feeling like nobody can touch me because i know the man so i'll do whatever the fuck i like or the other thinking is he's coming home from another crime, just sees this woman and thinks, why not? I'm already on the way home. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> ah, I yeah. Why go not? For Women are one. the weaker species. Yeah. I could totally do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. he's about and then he's to, proven wrong. He's about to be proven very wrong because Cynthia Rothrock comes out of the shadows here and kicks the shit out of him. Yeah. I love then he runs around the corner and just goes home. Yeah. And just turns on some music. And turns like, on, eh. oh, one of my favorite things in these movies, generic music generic yeah. rock heavy metal music that is just wailing guitars it is non-specific to any band there are no lyrics you know like yeah. you do i love that in movies where people yeah. are and you're just going like what is this they just click <laughs> like free metal music exactly and he blasts yeah. it and he's banging his head and uh are we supposed yeah, why to- don't they use mozart you know <laughs> yeah that's oh. free use well that's free use and that would have been an interesting wrinkle on his character right it would have told me you know? something about him maybe he's right, a robber exactly he's a robber but he's got classy tastes mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah so he's listening to he this. has aspirations for better you yeah know, for the, uh, he really liked a clockwork orange <laughs> don't they use a, they use a classical song in that they right they do i'm not sure if it's mo i can't remember what it's it not is. mozart i'm pretty sure yeah. it's not uh, I've never seen a Clockwork Orange. I never. I will. was gonna That's say, not I, my movie. I was gonna say I was really I was I was really surprised when you draw. I'm going like, wow, you saw Clockwork Orange. No, um, I no, it, no. that is a disturbing film, no question about yeah. it. Yep, uh, I'm alright. But also, uh, it's disturbing, but has much more to say about criminality than this movie does. Certainly. Um, yep. Is, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I do like him. He, he hears her coming up to his apartment, and his move is, let me grab this chair. All right, pick up. He his... has no weapons. He's a he's a criminal. He's got <laughs> no, no guns, weapons, no knives, no no gun, no no other. He doesn't have a, a spare bat. He yeah, I was just gonna say, got nothing. Just any blunt instrument of any sort. And instead, he goes, "Let me pick up this wooden chair." This him, be... The image of him standing behind the door with this chair in front of his face is mm-hmm. so funny. It's so funny. And also funny. the I way she it. the way she takes it out is so because he goes when she the door opens and she doesn't come through and he's like. Well, let me peek around. It's like, dude, that's 100% when you're going to get kicked in the face. Yeah, and that is what happens. That is exactly what happens. The chair breaks, she beats him up, and then, yes, impales him on the broken chair. Pretty good. Pretty good right here. I like that. Not the best kill of the movie. Not the best kill of the movie, but it was pretty good. I was a fan. Yeah, not bad. No one-liner here, though. Um, Yeah. But... uh, 
But let's see. Uh, when she yeah, does something like take a seat, you know. Oh, like, that, that would have been, been good. good. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. See, this is where we need like the Arnold writers to do that. Like, take a seat, because they always write good ones for him. They don't. They, it, I I will say the one line. There's a few one liners in this movie, but it's they're not amazing. Yeah, yeah nothing to write home about. Well, because when she co- when I she comes back, any one liners. When she comes, I wrote a few down. Uh, they're they're all kind of in that vein though. They're all kind of these like. I'm a sassy lady kind of one-liners. Yeah. They're not. Uh, yeah. They're not as good as 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 some of our other guys get. Um, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, when uh, uh, so when she comes she comes back home and Detective Tony Lobianco is back. He notices the books about psychic powers. I love that she just has a stack of books about psychic powers. This is what I'm talking about. She has a one-liner to him here where she goes, "I'd offer you a snack, but I forgot to buy donuts." <laughs> Nice. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> even Got before, him. I like that even before we know he's crooked, we're just shaming this guy for being a cop. Um, As you should. You and know? <laughs> we're, we, we love to hate. This, this, this sets up a weird precedent because then she feels betrayed by him later. I know. And it's she, not like they were ever close. No, she's, yeah, she hates this fucking she's, guy. She's done nothing but treat him like shit in every scene. Because all he does is just walk into our house. Well, yeah. That's another thing. He does He does no police work. No, no detective no. work of any sort. He's just walking around going, I don't even know what he's looking for. Does he think she somehow killed her sister? That doesn't make no sense. Idea. And in fact, well, later. Well, yeah, because he's constantly bringing up her sister's ex. And he's like, well, he doesn't really like you. And it's like, yeah, this dude is an abusive asshole. And she wanted her sister to be safe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the dude doesn't fucking like her. And- Why didn't they have the ex-boyfriend or ex-husband play a part in the story? Well, like, why isn't that more of a plot? Well, because it, it seems like going to be. I, well, it seems like because it seems like he'd be the red herring, right? Because you would think, oh, she yeah. has an abusive ex. He's probably the one that killed her, right? And then right. it's not the case. But no, it, but it, they don't even do that. No, because this cop doesn't even look into that, which is also no. weird because <laughs> in classic, this is a classic action shelf thing where we dismantle a villain's plan. Here's the thing. So the, the the man was involved, or at least his people were involved in this robbery. So conceivably, yes. he knows who did this, right? Yes. You would think he would then use the abusive X and pin it on that guy. That would solve everything. It's yes. called a scapegoat, baby. Well, because no one yeah. would question, oh, abusive X, no. then killed her. That makes the logical sense. The only person sense. that would question it would be Cynthia Rothrock. In fact, and then that would be the point of tension where he's like, no, he did it. And she's like, bitch, no, he did not. And even and she could go, even though I don't like him and he was abusive to my sister, he didn't do this. Yeah. Actually, replace the Brad Dorif thing with that and make that the trial. And the movie yes. connects a lot more. Yeah, uh, and and actually, just keep Brad Dorff. Make him the abusive X because he's a good actor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. already there. We got him on bill. And, and that whatever. that gives her like personal stakes in what's happening. Yes. Yeah. you know, and it's... it gives like an interesting dynamic between the two characters because yeah. otherwise, they're, like they don't have a relationship. No. So the betrayal doesn't mean anything. No. There's, because there's no setup to it. And no. There's, there's no personal connection. It's a. Uh, it's, yeah. Once again, you start to. You just gotta, you gotta watch the, the, I mean, this, this podcast, this is the point of it, but any thought put to this movie and this thing unravels. Right, exactly. Um, so and this is the scene where he watches her change, yes. Yep. Yeah, which yep. is, 
It was definitely weird. weird. Yeah. But, but the, again, because she knew it was happening, and I mean, she knows where the, the mirrors in her house yeah. are. She knew she had the door open for her yep. bathroom. Like, yep. she knew what she was doing. And I think it was like a, a disarming technique. We don't know? really see anything exposed once again. This could have been a chance yeah. for gratuitous nudity. But right. it doesn't. I think her, I think yeah, Cynthia she's being just a putting on tights. Whatever. I think Cynthia being a producer on this movie also helped with that because I think I think so too. And yeah. once again, I think this is as close to like nudity as she ever does in any of her movies. So I don't mm -hmm. think that's something she was ever comfortable with. And most of her movies don't require any of that because she's just playing a badass cop or soldier or kung fu fighter of some sort. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh. He watches her change, and then she goes... Yeah, she's going to... What I wrote down is just mayor party? I don't know. <laughs> this is where the budget of the movie really shows, because I think this is supposed to be a campaign event, but it's really about 15 people in her office. You know? 15 people, yeah, in a set they already had for this movie. You know, And I don't really know what the deal with this mayor subplot is. Is He's, there he has subplot? the most rectangular head I have ever seen. That <laughs> hairstyle, it's, bad. Yeah, you're right, Lisbon. It's not. It's not really a, a subplot because it doesn't go anywhere. But yeah, yet there's nowhere. a lot yeah. of talk He's, about the mayor. He's in this scene and then a scene at the end of the movie, and that's it. I think. I think why he's here is because you might think that he might be the man. Well, the really setting up to be the man is the other characters introduced in the scene, which is the district attorney woman. Yes, yes. that is true. Uh, Her and then the other lawyer guy. Yes. yes. You're, you're, you're supposed to think it's one of them. Uh, yes. And uh, I recognize the other lawyer woman because of my love of teen dramas in the late 90s and early 2000s. And that's Dawson's mom from Dawson's Creek. So uh, I immediately uh -oh. went like, oh, it's Dawson's mom. Um, because that's what yeah, of course. Uh, that's what I was doing. Uh, mm -hmm. in her ninety-three episodes of Dawson's Creek. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was on for like six or seven seasons. So uh, yeah, I, I vaguely remember it. My brother watched Dawson's Creek. So. Yeah, it it was kind of the one that that chased like after me a little bit because they're like, oh, he's like a film nerd and he wants to be a filmmaker, and I went like, oh. I'm kind of okay. like Dawson, even though I don't look like James Vanderbeek. Uh, <laughs> I just remember me and Devin watched the first episode a few years ago when we were all living together. Mm. And boy, was that painful. Yeah. It was. Oh, I was like, this is not how people talk. No, no, no. It's, guys. They, they all have that. that it, it's in that same vein of the Beverly Hills 90210. Like, mm -hmm. I enjoy them for their melodrama. There's no question about that. Yeah. But they definitely yeah. Have. Also, yeah. it's, like, set in, like, a small northeastern coastal town, but shot in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just going, like, yeah. this is not right. This is not, like, Maine. <laughs> Shows that, like, predate the CW, but have that sort of Well, because it, it was the WB that then became yeah, the CW. Yeah, that turned into the CW. Yeah. 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 Uh, before before they would really jazz it up with my favorite, which was Smallville, of course, because WB teen drama, but also Superman. Yeah, they finally that's like perfect. Uh, they really they really were like, I think John will really. Yeah, like they're like, well, he seems to already kind of be watching these things. What if we made one of our teen dramas about teenage Superman? And I'm like, uh, yes, I will watch that for the next ten seasons. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, let's see where. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh, the uh, – oh, I can't remember who says this. Uh, I think it's about Cynthia Rothrock and the publisher guy. But so I wrote down a one line that says, 
I know suppressed sexual energy when I see it. Something no one would ever no, no, know. No, 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 no. Cynthia Rothrock says that when she's leaving the room with the lawyer guy and the DA. Ah, there you go. Because the DA is being like, if all of a sudden she changes her testimony, I'm calling for a mistrial. And Cynthia Rothrock is sitting there being like, I don't need to be here for this. I hate both of you equally. Mm -hmm. And so she leaves and like does a little psychoanalyst like quip at them and then leaves. I just, the, the term suppressed sexual energy i get that they want her to be like the psychoanalyst about that but i'm just going god that is like a wordy way to say that and i guess that's yeah. the thing is it's the psychoanalyst but i just thought it's, what it, an unnatural line of dialogue it's not yeah. quippy it's, it's not, not yeah but they couldn't write y'all just need to fuck and yeah. then have her leave because be like, mm, i don't think we can say that uh, <laughs> get a room get a room guys uh, actually i'll leave here's take this room yeah just 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 go ahead and fuck already come on um yeah. So this is where uh, she then does run into the publisher on her way out, and uh, and they leave. Her and the hot publisher leave. And this is where we see the work friend be jealous, which I guarantee you the writer of this movie thought it was so clever later to make it like, you're going to think it's, she's jealous of this, but really she's jealous of that because it's 1996 yeah. and gay people are very much on the fringe of culture. Um, yeah. We're right yeah. on the edge of like we're starting to get at least allusions to gay people and stuff. Yeah. There's like a yeah. gay yeah, character gay, gay on a sitcom. People didn't really exist until the early 2000s. We're still in the Everyone don't ask, don't tell we're, era. I, yeah, we're starting country. to come out of, the, like I said, it's starting to be like gay guest star characters on sitcoms. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. Seinfeld does yeah, when it. Did, wait, when did Will and Grace start? I think 98. So I think we're two okay. years out from we're, Will and Grace. Yeah. Uh, Grace. Yeah. And that, that was big. Because that was when yeah, all of a yeah. sudden, like, my parents are watching a show about gay people. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, it's the answer. But, you know, oh, but you've got lesbian characters on Friends. You know, mm-hmm. you've got yes. uh, you've got a Seinfeld episode where somebody thinks Jerry is gay. That's as close as I think mm-hmm. Seinfeld got to having a gay character on it was somebody thinks Jerry's gay. Because um, <laughs> he's single, he's thin, and he's neat. Uh, I always loved that was the reason why people thought Jerry was gay on there. Um they uh uh so they so they leave and the, man this movie's doing so much because we see the jealous work friend and then from her we pan to a tv report about the vigilante and you're like god we are just introducing i mean if if the movie connected better i would say this is efficient writing right exactly <laughs> but it, it it's not connected in any way oh it, it and also once again kind of they don't do enough with the jealous work friend nothing really no. comes of it yeah. Except yeah. They, they're going to blow her up later. But even still, you could have excised all this stuff. Or you need to either excise it or lean into it more and make it a bigger Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They didn't leave room for any of these ideas to really get fully flushed out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there, but there's a lot in Let's there. Let's talk so. about the character we meet next, who is our, I guess, henchman. And that's Ken yeah. Scott as Eugene. Ah, uh, Eugene and his brother Blue Jean. Yeah, I couldn't remember what his brother's name was, so we called him Blue Jean yeah. instead of Eugene. There you I go. Know, I make it a point that I don't remember any characters' names, and I always give them fun nicknames because that helps me. Yeah. This guy has so few acting credits. Uh, yeah, he is primarily a stunt guy and assistant mm-hmm. director. Makes he's Which a makes sense. he's a martial yeah. arts guy, but I will say he has a very cool. Uh, credit for uh, kids of the 90s he did play Raphael he was the actor in the suit in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the oh, live action movie. Okay. he oh, was cool. the guy doing Raphael is the red. don't tell me what color oh, he is oh sorry 
Yes. Sorry. Well, that, I, was, that was going to be my guess, though. So okay, good, good. Yeah, always my favorite. He was cool but rude. Yeah. Yeah. Was, him and him and uh, Michelangelo. Yeah, were my favorite. Of course. Well, because Raphael was cool but rude. Michelangelo was a party dude. Yeah. Um, exactly. It's yeah. my two personalities. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I can see that. You're kind of yeah. a, a Raph Mikey combination, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been told that I'm, my whole life. I'm all. <laughs> You kind of remind me of two specific Ninja Turtles. Uh, you hear that all the time. Uh, uh, I'm always weirded out by the Leonardo fans. Um, the, cause is he the purple one? He's the blue one. He's the Because okay. he's the one, his personality is he's the leader. Mm-hmm. I thought the purple one was the leader. No, no the, the uh, Donatello's the smart one. He's the smart one. So I thought that meant he's the leader. He's nope. the one who okay. builds the gadgets because in the theme song, he's a whiz with machines is his thing. Oh, okay. And so that's his whole thing. No, that's why Leonardo's the forgettable one because his personality is just he leads. Now, he did have the katanas, which as weapons is pretty cool. Yes. But... I always thought, but like the, the 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 Leonardo fans are also the Cyclops fans are also the you know they're they're sort of the people who like the pure of heart hero guys yeah. the the square jaw mm-hmm. and that's not I always like the Wolverines the Raphaels the badasses and things like that that's and I always like the comic relief characters so you're you're more of a Michelangelo. What, I, yeah, yeah which is so shocking you yeah, know yeah right. no one would ever clock you for that yeah. <laughs> I think there is a comic. I'm trying to. Think, I don't think there really is a comic relief X Men character. They're all pretty serious. Yeah, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of people cracking wise in X Men. Um, I think it depends on what show because I feel like in the the X Men Evolution, yeah, they were all more, more serious. But in the one from the '90s, I feel like Rogue, like they made yeah. her really moody in X Men Evolution, yes. but she's kind of like fun in sassy in the 90s one like she's here for a good time and she's a party girl she and gambit have some kind of flirty banter that's fun to watch yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. because gambit is evolution happened and they went you talk about a character who's dtf gambit from the x-men he will get it anything man yeah Yeah. it's non-stop i've been re-watching that on disney plus and uh the amount of time he's just walking around in a speedo Good lord, <laughs> with his, with his, because he's a cartoon comic book character. So with his eight pack, you know, you're going like, right. yeah. he has abs that don't exist in real life. Uh, his abs That's go, part of his mutant power. Yeah, his his abs go all the way up into his chest. Like, uh, he doesn't have pecs; he just has more abs. Uh, he just has two large abs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we have. I mean, there's a whole thing about the control over the chop shop and stuff like that. They can all just who cares? He does kick. Yeah, a guy that, th- that's just to introduce our Eugene, our baddie group. Eugene does kick a guy through a window here, though, which I think is the highlight of this. I thing. did it. I did enjoy. There that. is also a henchman with an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> there is a henchman for an eye patch, and there is a guy who's tortured with a. Uh, uh, they light a nail cutter. Yes. And yeah. Tor- the- of it yeah like not not the cutty part no yeah weird because i thought I oh are they I gonna use that to like that. clip his nails like that's gonna be the torture no they're just gonna no. burn him it's like what do you what do you guys got on you what can we burn this guy with nail cutters i guess that'll yeah, do and they go to like stick it under his nail and yeah. then they leave and you see his finger it's fine yeah there's i'm like you could yeah. at least dipped his finger in fake blood I will for like say, a hot second. We were talking about the gray man before we started recording. They do yank Billy Bob Thornton's fingernails in that movie, and you see it. Yeah. I don't. That's not Ouch. my. I don't like it's, that. It's, Ouch. it's fucked up. Yeah. 
I've broken too many nails that when I peeled them off, they were yeah. too close to the the part that was connected, and it hurts like a bitch. It is hot. If, it is hot. Bad guy Chris Evans who's pulling fingernails though. Um, <laughs> now and it, enjoying we, every minute of it. Yeah. If we had a best henchman award, yeah, I think this movie would be in the running. Oh, I God. love. Yes. I love these henchmen. Yes. The henchmen so, in this so much because one one of the things we've talked about this listen, we love distinctive henchmen. We love yes. henchmen who each have a look, and yeah. that's always good for an action movie. I always talk about a, a big movie that does that well is Die Hard. You know yes. every henchman in Die Hard. You know there's yes. blonde, long haired guy. There's laughing black guy with glasses. You know there's uh there, yeah. there's there's all kinds of there's a mulleted henchman. There's the southern henchman. They all have their distinct you know personalities yeah. in that movie which yes. i think is yes. great robocop's another movie that does it really well clarence bodiger's gang in that movie has some great fucking henchmen in it yeah um yeah. so yeah uh so yeah so we introduced those guys uh <laughs> let's talk about cynthia rothrock Wait, okay they they are they go into this mechanic shop there are other mechanics around yeah and they and they see that man thrive through the window and they're like I don't get paid enough. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You're on your own, Pete. Yeah. Sorry. RIP oh, to this man. Yeah, this is, like, you know what? It's not worth it. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to fight the five five dude. Dude, we don't even get health insurance here. I'm not getting kicked yeah. through a window. You just rip off his earrings and I'm he'll be of, like, "Oh, I'm out of here, yeah. man." Um, <laughs> Pete was a dick anyway. Yeah. You he know what? It. I kind of like seeing him get kicked through a window. If I'm yeah, you honest. know what? Uh, too. Kick yeah. him in the balls for me. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> Go and crush them nuts. Uh, but <laughs> oh, God. Uh, they uh, let's talk about Cynthia Rothrock in the sexy publisher's guy's apartment because his apartment is weird. Number one, because yeah. she she breaks the arm off the statue and then stashes it under the rug. Weird mm -hmm. comedy beat. Love, yeah. loved it. I was like, you could have just left it on the mantle, <laughs> but I love that you decided to hide it. And I was like, they're gonna find it later when they're fucking. And lo and, and they behold, do. Exactly yeah. They up and just like chuckles and i'm like i would have, or you throw it into the fireplace like yeah. who cares, there you go whatever. and then be like i didn't see anything that was like that when i got here uh, exactly but the thing i really want to fixate on more than the statue is this the giant, mask the giant dick nose mask yeah <laughs> yeah i was wondering i mean I there's no other way to say it part it's it's a giant penis for a nose on this clown mask yeah yeah, I was that's wondering for, if that was going to play a part. In the, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was wondering if he's going to play a part in the sex scene. You know, <laughs> like he wears the mask. Yeah, uh, he's, he, when it starts getting hot and heavy between them. He's like, "Hold on," hold he on. puts that on. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and she's into it. That so actually, into it. I would have. I would like this movie so much more if they had done that. If <laughs> if they just, with no further investigation, go, oh yeah, they're both just down for this kinky shit with this dick nose clown mask. They're well, here's the thing: if you can't do hip thrusting, but you could do some head bobbing, oh mm -hmm. well, yeah, loophole, loophole, <laughs> exactly. I have a feeling head bobbing uh, in some context would also not go well. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you you so rarely see that in a movie even if you have hip thrusting uh -huh. you so rarely see a head bobbing in a film <laughs> uh, <laughs> somehow that's more graphic for people <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah. A, it, movies are american films are so weird uh but yeah this this guy is his uh apartment is completely covered in all like japanese and yeah, Chinese, it, this like, is this decor. is this made me think, what a fucking douchebag. Because as soon as I see <laughs> a white guy with tons of Asian shit in his place, I'm like, fuck off. Right, Weep. exactly. The guy yeah. who has like 
katanas you know displayed you know if you a, have a collection of katanas cabinet. you and i cannot be friends i'm sorry <laughs> you know i i was that guy you yeah, were I that guy say, i was like you were michael the, but you were that guy at like 16 to be fair yes exactly yes exa- yeah you're you not still a- have swords in our closet i'm oh, just gonna say you that are, right I, I mean, you can have a couple swords but i'm talking about the guys who have like the glass displays of mm-hmm. the katanas Uh-oh. and stuff like that. And then yeah. are also wearing kimonos and lighting. Ceremonial yeah. masks. And, yeah, and there's like uh, Japanese like wood carving yeah. style paintings yeah. like on the wall yes. and stuff like that. That kind yeah. of stuff. That that kind of just straight up appro- uh, appropriation. But she's yeah. into it, man. Because it, yeah. I like you go, you've got to love the dialogue in this movie. He goes, I see you know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu too. <laughs> We have that in common. Yeah. This is how people talk. And then he mm-hmm. hits her with, oh boy, what a line this is. Can you show me your form? Mm. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I'm not really dressed for it. Because once again, she's in a sexy black dress. Right. Uh, but uh, but she does proceed to uh, demonstrate uh, her, uh, her skills here. Because Cynthia Rothrock yeah. is good at Kung Fu. After she makes fun of him for doing Tai Chi. <laughs> Cut to me screaming, it's waterbending, bitch. And then, of course, he do- I can't believe, I, I did write this down as one liner. I, I forgot this is in the movie. But he does say, is it hot in here or is it just me? And then he, proceeds to so, take his shirt off, right? So, okay. That line is said twice. Yeah, so she yeah. says it. She says it first. Oh. She says it first. And then, and then he, he says, says it. it's you. Ah. And then at the end of the movie it's it's reversed. Yes, it's reversed. yes it is yes, reversed. I did remember that they did yeah. that. Uh yeah. and then oh so boy. Cute. Proceed with the generic 90s sex music. Yeah. And better believe there's saxophone And they'd be fucking now. Um Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I guess. Like kind I said, of, it's just of. endless foreplay is really what it is. Cuz yeah, yeah, there's so much caressing of backs. Good yeah. lord! Like it's this, yeah. all they can Here's show. the thing about foreplay: not yeah. a lot of backstroking involved. No, no. Well, it's not what needs to be stroked. I think we'll put it that way. <laughs> I, I think... Can we put it that way? Is, that, is this, yeah, is this podcast rated in any way? It's got it's got an explicit tag on it, so we're good. Okay. Um, we're good. Okay. But that uh, <laughs> was still pretty tame. I think you could have even got away with that on network TV. You uh, yeah. Uh, you, know, you should hear what I say when it's just me and Michael. It's yeah. bad. We're bad. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh but um the, the, no it's 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 uh, yes it's very it's it's so tame i think the word sensual is exactly right it's just a lot of caressing yeah. uh yeah. and a lot yeah. yes and a lot of is... a lot of kissing of body parts but once again not not explicitly because we have seen some movies and i I, I'm actually always happy. I'm happy this movie didn't do this because anytime an actor is actually like sucking on a woman's nipples in a movie, I just think, well, that that's really happening. That's, that's weird yeah. to yeah, ask. Yeah, that, that's that's getting would be uncomfortable. That's because yeah. that's getting pretty explicit and real. Like I'm going like right. I don't know, man. That is yeah. I would say the most the closest this gets to explicit. I think he kisses her like inner thigh. Yeah, and that's like as like hot and sexy as it I would gets. say that's as, right. that's as close as genitals get involved in this thing really yeah uh, yes. it really yes. I, I will say this both of them do not on. have impressive asses which I was a little bummed about <laughs> you were also I, not, I, I, I know you were also not impressed with uh with Pierce Brosnan's ass either we've talked about uh wait that yeah, came up on no, the live wire not. 
He's a got... he's a skinny dude. You know, he's a slim man. He's not working a lot on that ass. Yeah, yeah uh, just I, but I mean, they're both like kung fu people. I yeah. thought they'd have a little bit more of like well, a fit ass. I, you know, but... it's it's uh, Cynthia Rothrock is more known for the chest, I think, than the than the ass of in terms of you know, uh, it's a it's a struggle a lot of people face, mm-hmm. um, myself included. And I mean, I I you know I will like say I, I I am a man who has literally possibly a negative ass. Like I think it actually <laughs> goes in. Uh, so as as inverted as, apps. I nice. think yeah, I think I, I li- yeah, it's it's the my pants actually cut in. Uh, so as some, <laughs> I, I can speak to the struggle. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I just say I have pancake butt. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, which I which I did steal from Psych, but that's I can't. Yeah, I but can't that's fair. To any of this. Uh, yeah, no, you you got a you got a good dunk, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's like can't relate. <laughs> yeah, this was like I, I sucks to be you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, but yeah, then this is where you get the work friend who has apparently followed yes. them on this date and is outside. <laughs> yeah. This is like I just wrote down. So she's a stalker now. Like this she's is fully fr- stalking. I don't care which one of them yeah. she's into. This is creepy. Um, it's and yeah it yeah is, <laughs> this is i mean this is before cell phones so you know you see your you see your, your good gal pal leave with a guy maybe you're like you know it's like text me when you get home yeah but she she really taking it to the next level <laughs> and being like i'm gonna watch yeah, yeah. and but it's she's, like well maybe don't because it seems very consensual so like very you're consensual. only hurting yourself yeah and because she is just like on the verge of tears watching this like oh no i wanted that yeah. to be me uh so yeah uh so anyway <laughs> i i love this scene with detective goomba here uh oh my god when he goes to the bad guy's hideout and just starts beating the shit out of people why like what <laughs> what did this contribute to the we could not figure out why this was happening i just i, yeah. I love the idea that tony LaBianco because keep but he is like a name that I'm sure this movie yeah. paid a lot. If he was like, okay, I'll do the movie, but I get a scene where I kick a bunch of ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think uh, that's what it is like. Because once again, this is an older actor past his prime. And he's like, but I still got a show. I can kick some ass. I got to beat up the young guys. Yeah. yeah. Show them what. Gotta throw for. around some of the stuntmen. Or my, one of my favorite old timey terms. Take you outside and show you what it's like. Uh, that's that seems that's very much the the the. I do love I do love though that most of this happens behind a dumpster, so we don't actually it, see him exerting himself. So, so here's what I thought originally, because yeah. I was like, okay, he's he's the man that they keep referencing, yeah. mm-hmm. which he is. But like this this scene made us go, is he? Because it just seemed so combative that it's like this can't be a working well, I, relationship. No, I I, so I, then, I I thought it was a cop being like knock off your crime business or there's gonna be trouble yeah yeah you know and like so cops he takes do the, he takes eugene behind the dumpster yeah and starts like wailing on him yeah. and here i'm thinking okay this is out of sight for the other people yeah so maybe they're like faking it mm-hmm. to think so that they don't know that he's the man that's but a good theory that's but then, not what it no, is at eugene... all because he is actually beating the shit out of eugene and i'm like okay and then uh, as yeah. he as he strolls away he says it's my neighborhood girls 
Okay. Okay. Okay, girl. Yeah. You can have it. And he, he proceeds to shoot. monologue about how he wants like a nemesis, essentially. Yeah. Which could have been a fun dynamic totally. to explore with a vigilante. Like, totally. there's your nemesis. Like, that could have been cool. Well, because no. it's no. a thing where I go like, why keep the identity of the man hidden? It doesn't really add anything to the movie. No. It would have been cooler if the... And even the vigilante stuff comes and goes depending on if the movie... Like, because by the time she's banging the the publisher guy, I'm going... Are we even still doing vigilante stuff? It seems like the this crusade of justice has kind of gone on the back burner, and now you're playing yeah. tennis with your boyfriend and like this man. Oh, you I know, also she's a, she's a woman who wears many hats. She can she's proof you can have it all. It, yeah, she really exactly. is. She this she does not suffer from the same problems as like a Charles Bronson vigilante. She's going to work. That's going fine. Mm -hmm. She's carrying on a relationship. Yep. And then she's also making time for vigilanteism. Man, uh, Charles Bronson, the Death Wish movies could learn. I feel like his personal life is always falling apart while he's out killing yeah. bad guys, you know? It's almost like that's the point of those movies. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't really struggle with the vigilanteism. No. If, like, you if, know, I've watched a lot of Daredevil, which does a really good job of exploring. Talk about a character who has trouble. Person. Talk about a character and... who has trouble keeping a normal life while vigilanteism. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and she is zero struggles because well, she's like once once i get all these fools yeah be good whatever yeah. i mean the punisher makes it work because he just doesn't have a day job he's full-on committed to the just the killing the bad guys yeah uh yeah. where That's he's getting money well i think I, I guess i think the implication is he's taking money and then using that to fund the i'll take your drug money and then buy more guns to kill more bad guys uh right, exactly here i'm a great guy yeah that's because that's what I do, baby. That sounds like the Punisher, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's me out there punishing, baby. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And then, uh, oh, when she comes into work the next day, Mako just, he just knows she's in love. There's something about her. It's yeah. just, he can sense it. Cause Mako, well, he says that she's wearing a different perfume. Yes, because he's Daredevil here, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's By like retired daredevil. He's like, well, uh, he's like Stick if Stick wasn't a total asshole. He's also like Stick if he never does anything. Because here's another huge problem. Mako doesn't do any martial arts in the movie. Where the nope. fight? Where was his fight Fuck. scene? What a waste. It, it didn't have to be he Mako. He slapped someone with a bug swatter when that's they tried as, to steal his that's money. As close and that's as he the gets. most fighting he does in yes, this movie. That's, as, that's the... And it, well, do you think it's a thing where he goes, okay, I'll do the movie for this much, but if you want me to fight, it's going to be this much more. And they go, yeah, we don't have it. Like, we're going to have you sit in a chair. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense, yeah. Because yeah, I can't... Mako usually at least movie. gets to do some fighting in most of the movies I see him in. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he's cool, man. And also, yeah. the Dude. blind martial artist is such a classic trope of the martial we arts. We love movie. it. You yeah. know, where's our yeah. Zatoichi? Oh um exactly. you know uh by the way we got to do that movie uh blind fury rudger howard's blind swordsman movie uh so yeah so mako knows she's in love uh and because she also the fact that once again she's going around going oh ah, that kind of gives it away too uh yeah. just because once again there's no levels being played here uh so let's go to her in court here though now <laughs> which is insane for so many reasons you've got to love 
the prosecutor slapping down this uh, murder weapon, not in a bag, not in anything, nope. just out of nowhere, jamming it up onto the the witness stand, so I'm that shocked she, can... she didn't stab it into the witness stand. <laughs> uh, yeah, know, for real. I know, right? Uh, let's do a uh, yeah, but so she, also she can touch it and see what really happened, which is Brad yes. Dorf killed this cop only because he was having a traumatic flashback to his abusive childhood. And this is this is I'm going like, well, this is another movie now. Like this is a whole yes. other movie about psychic criminal profiler. Uh so okay. This was interesting because um so so we're led to believe the only reason he does these crimes is because he was traumatized. Correct. Well, he's is, also a drug addict. Yes. Yeah. So so it's taking a a stance on like the the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. But then in the next scene, so she understands yes, yes, that, that he, is, he has been traumatized and yeah. he is a drug addict. He's not an inherently not... violent. He is committing crimes for his drug habit, but he is not yeah. a violent person except for when he's having these flashbacks to violence committed from him. So he is which a criminal. Is, which but... comes from the drug use. Right. Yes. Amplifying that. It's just yeah. a weird setup because the next scene she beats the shit out of him. Yeah. And he is nothing. The way Brad Dorf plays him is nothing but this broken, fragile man. He exactly. is never yeah, you're a really psycho. Just like, you are bullying this man. Like, Who... I know he was there when your sister and nephew were killed. And I understand but being blinded was... by rage. He but was like... not the instigator of that. He... Yeah. And you see that because you held the knife next to your face in front yeah. of everybody. Yeah, and, which is and, weird. And, which, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I, I, I was waiting for the judge or somebody to be like, "Uh, what are you doing? What's, what's, what's <laughs> yeah, up? Yeah, because then she starts like, then she explains everything. Well, I love the and idea. And they're like, oh, okay. And it's like, yeah. girl, how do you know? I want right. I want a scene. Of, I want her to go, shh, shh, I'm trying to listen to the knife. <laughs> what's that? Aha. Uh-huh. This oh, is, it's this the Clint is, Eastwood this isn't psych. talking yeah. to it. No, yeah, it, it, I wanted that psych moment of, uh, yeah. The, yeah, she doesn't mm. make a meal out of the psychic visions like the fake ones that uh, Sean Spencer has. Um, yeah. I could have used some more dramatic psychic uh, episodes for her here. Yeah. But yeah, oh, she immediately, also completely insane that they would just leave her alone with this guy. Yep. Well, even the DA is like, who let you in here with yeah, this man? I know. Because not even not even his lawyer is there. You would think at the no! very least his lawyer would be there. No, she's like, let me just get in a room alone with this guy. And then beat the shit out of him as he cries and crumbles up into a ball. Because Brad Dorif is doing good work. And the other thing is, Brad Dorif has been really scary and evil in a lot of stuff, but that's not how he's playing this guy. Nope. No, I just don't understand why you'd establish him as this like broken, sympathetic character just to have your protagonist beat the shit out of him it, in the next scene. It should be reversed that she starts by treating him like shit and be, and then realizing, oh, wait, you're actually a victim too in a way. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's a guy who's being manipulated by a group of criminals because he is broken and has a drug addiction. And yeah. those are people who are easy to manipulate to do bad things. But it's because this movie has no real, like, it has nothing to say about the nature of crime because it's a silly, stupid movie. I forgot uh, Brad Dorff was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which means two actors in this movie have been in Best Picture winners. And then they're also <laughs> in this. <laughs> 
But I also like how they get guys like Brad Dorf or Walter Koenig and they get them in for one scene. They're like, we can afford real actors for one scene each and that will give this movie legit. Even Mako probably only worked a day and just shot yes. a few oh, scenes. Yeah. But it's yeah, like, I'm, let's get let's get some real actors, pay them a little bit. We'll pay Tony Lobianco a little bit more because he's in it kind of throughout. But yeah. we'll get these three really good actors and pay them for a single day and then we'll put them... Like, it comes up and it's like, Cynthia Rothrock, you know, Walter Koenig. You're going like, yeah, we'll put them real early in the credits to make it seem like they have big parts. Yes. And then I mean, only use them for one that, scene. The that's, classic that's, action shelf bait and switch. Yeah. It is. That's, that's we call that the Frank Grillo principle. Because uh, <laughs> he is almost always that guy in these movies. Uh, yeah. I'll show up here and there. Uh, or I guess Bruce Willis to a certain extent, although now that just yeah. makes me sad. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, oh, that infinity scarf. Yeah, man. Well, apparently now we're hearing that was maybe hiding like an earpiece that was a wire for an earpiece that's going uh, up to give him his lines. That makes sense. That's okay. what I've heard the scar. As now, well. did he also make some bad investments, and that's why he had to be in those movies, like Nicolas Cage? No, or? No, no, no. Bruce Willis. What came out is he uh, he actually has a horribly debilitating disease, and he was trying to make as much money before he literally couldn't talk anymore. Uh. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah it's some sort of neurological disorder. I can't remember what it is. He's got a neurological disorder that will eventually rob him of the ability to communicate. So he yeah. was just trying to make as much money as he could because he knew he was going to have to retire. Yeah. So I'm that's why he makes he me sad. already have enough money. Yeah, I don't know if he just wanted to make sure that that's a, something that never runs out for the family or something like that. That's also, fair, his yeah. I mean, I think his kids are taken care of because his ex-wife, who's, who's their mother, is Demi Moore. Also, yeah, a I was gonna say, star. like, it's not like probably said, mom is, 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 you know, probably said, I don't nothing. know, yeah, I don't know what the exact thinking with that is, but I know that was a run the clock out scenario because he's, yeah. he's yeah. he okay. has retired now. Uh, aphasia that's what it is that he has, a really aphasia. very, okay. very tragic, uh, yeah, very bad, yeah, too bad. Um, because that we went from mocking him to like, you know what, Bruce is a good guy, <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. like that guy. We're gonna we didn't him. know. Yeah. Now we do. We didn't know he was sick. We take back everything. Uh, Nicholas Cage is still fair game, though. <laughs> oh well, Cage did just spend poorly, and uh, he's yeah. it's all good now, and he's back in good movies because he's all he's all paid up, as he said. Uh, oh yeah, I, I I read a list of all the things that he bought, and I went okay. Yeah, when you're buying dinosaur skulls and stuff like that, like that's nobody's fault but your own. A shark. You're like, yeah, why? A shark, numerous islands. Apparently, yeah. that was the thing. Also, where they talked about apparently his, you know, money management accounts were like, you have to stop, <laughs> for the love of God. Well, what's the? They talk about he's he's set now because uh, he is no longer in charge of spending money. Yep. Mm -hmm. He has that's, to he has to get approval for all of his purchases. I love that he knows that he goes, yeah, just take the checkbook away from me and yeah, I'll be fine. I mean, that's smart. Yeah, that's he's smart. got he's got somebody else handling he's that. Got, he's, I, he's got a bit of the the shopping. Yeah, I can't be thing, I can't which, be know, trusted. Uh, <laughs> it's good though. It's good that he knows that about himself. He can't be trusted. Yeah. Yeah. Once you once you run through like a hundred million dollars once, I think you learn your lesson. Uh, yeah. That's a uh, pretty expensive lesson. That's mm -hmm. a very expensive, and it probably was more than that, honestly, with islands and castles and shit. Yep. Um, so uh, let's see here. Uh, 
uh where am i is it uh oh yeah, oh, oh yeah yeah we're on the second sex scene where they come home from their tennis game right right yes and then for i'm assuming two, it was tennis same as the first you know they go but this uh, time they're going up the stairs and this time we're in broad daylight a rare right. midday brightly lit sex scene in one of these yeah things. right yeah. i was like okay trying something new oh my god <laughs> look at the sun is out i don't know why yeah. we need a sun's out one, buns out baby like, they're you they're know. you know they're they're pretty early in their relationship but they're already thinking let's spice it up with some midday sex mm-hmm. well because yeah. it's new and it's fresh and you just want to like i get also all up in there i also love where she goes no i don't have time to fool around I have to go to work. And then we will literally see them proceed to have sex, fall asleep, and then it's evening. And you're like, I thought <laughs> yeah. you had to go to work. Well, also, I love what- She's got a legitimate excuse. She's like, oh, it's yeah, just had a I've got a hot day. guy at my house. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, like, oh. I was thinking about my <laughs> dead sister. Oh, yeah. we have very different I guess, ideas yeah. of what a legitimate excuse is. Maggie's just like, can't come in, sex. Uh, can't come in. You know how hot it guy. is. You know how it be. Yeah. So, have you seen him? Yeah, I'm not coming in. Uh, I'm, not, I'm coming in a different way. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so they have their, their even... I found the sex scene even weirder. Um, it was, yes. And yes. also I was laughing because I'm like, another sex scene? Hey, come on, movie. So unnecessary. Uh, I think I was just shouting, get it. Oh, God. <laughs> When she gets out of bed and goes outside to find him meditating. Oh my god! Fuck off, man. This guy, oh, I, I hate this guy so much. I think that was the most so cringe for me. I was yeah. like, oh no. And he's doing he, the classic. He lost a few hot He's got his legs folded one. and he's doing the circles with his fingers. You're like, oh, Probably go to hell. Incense burning. He yeah. did have incense yeah. burning. Yeah. Uh, they go outside and, and then he says, I don't know what it is, but something about you, I sense danger coming. I'm like, wait, do you have abilities now too, man? Or is he just so in line with his chi and he's so zen that he can sense the future? What a fucking yeah, her aura this is, is why just, I, this has... is why I can't say this guy is sexy. He's such a douchebag in this movie. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah that that was probably where I was like, mm. <laughs> I'm cooling on you. <laughs> I'm yeah. You're hot. Yeah. I'd like it if you didn't talk. And yeah. I'd like it if you stopped doing what you're doing right now. <laughs> you're going to bed with this guy and going like, shh, no, no, just, just keep your mouth closed. Yeah, just, just... That's what ball gags are for. Yeah. <laughs> this man needs one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Are you into being gagged? Because that's kind of a deal breaker for me if you're not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not everybody just, yeah. Only if you start spouting that weird mystical shit, I am going to gag you. But yeah. if you could be cool. Yeah. You know we'll what? see how this goes. I, you were real hot right until you said you just sensed danger in your meditation. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to go and not call yeah. you again. And then he immediately after confesses his love for her. And she's like, I'm out. Like, we fucked twice. We barely know well, each other. Well, that's the I'm other gone. thing, though, that's crazy to me is this is what? Date two, maybe three, and they're already in matching tennis outfits? Well, we don't really know how much time has passed. That's true. Yeah. You know. They've only had sex we- twice, though. We've, we've seen... Both times they've had sex, right? They they do establish we've, that. They've shown the vanilla versions. They've gotten <laughs> dirty and nasty, though. Don't you worry. Oh, oh so yeah. like uh, in between. Yeah, scene. in between. There's actually a, a porn spinoff of this movie. <laughs> it's just the same film. That's, it's but the same film, but it's a lot. Just the but sex scenes. Yeah. All the fight scenes are just more sex scenes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Including mm-hmm. more sex fighting. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I still like that. Yeah, I still think that is a great idea. Kung Fu I, fucking. Kung <laughs> Everybody was kung fu fucking. Uh, 
everyone's favorite. Yeah. Man. You I can ha- write porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that right that's there. A- I mean, already that's gold right there. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm funny. taking away from this. I yeah. do. I think right. I've, have I mentioned this on the show before, but I, I, do, I do. I would like to see a return to the cleverness of porn titles and stuff like now. Cause now everything is just like such and such a porn parody or whatever. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. Where's the dirty puns in porn anymore? Yeah. They don't exist. What's the weird storylines. Yeah. Know? Like, it, it, just, it feels like now with the internet and stuff, they're like, oh, it's just whatever. Also, I mean, look, I don't want to get into kink shaming anybody, but but enough with the step siblings and parents. That's 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 just, it's just, it's it, it's not even about it's the kink. Weird. It's just rote at this point, too. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. been done. Yes. 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 Yeah. Let's, bring, I back, wanna... bring back the bad bangs. Bring back. The weird sex house. Like, yes. I do. On, I do man. feel like, Give yeah. Give the people what they want. No matter when it's being made, porn should look like it was shot in the 80s. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and get back to cable installation and pizza deliveries. Uh, I exactly. Want, I I want spoof parody porn films. Yes. Yeah. I think it needs to be cheesy. Porn, this, this, this is what we're saying. Porn's gotten too serious. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. But when you say cheesy, you mean you want like the canned spray cheese. That needs 100%. to be A hundred percent. In fact, yeah. I want to see. And a lot of cheese puns. Yes. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's what I want to see. I want to see women just getting covered in spray cheese. cheese. Yeah. Just, there's, there's no sex. It's just people it's getting just, shot with spray cheese. And it's, that's all my the, it's all the actions of sex, but instead of coming on women, you're spraying it's, cheese on it's them. It's cheese. Yeah. That'd do really well in Wisconsin. Let this me is what you. happens when Maggie comes on the show. <laughs> John. We spent 30 minutes of the last episode talking yeah. about I, Jim, Jim Belushi, Belushi pooping a in, a, in a fake toilet. The we show, can talk about spray cheese as a substitute for cum. The okay? show is getting weirder and dirtier at the same time. Well, I will yeah. say that. It does seem to be, That's the kind of energy I bring. Yeah, it does seem to be headed down a dark path here. Uh, well, all right, okay. let's, let's get right, into, the end of, into the end okay. of this thing because we got to get to... Uh, uh, we've got to get to the woman getting blown up, the work friend. Yeah, yes. Because uh, they they have a fight here on this balcony, right? So the two of them. Oh yeah, she she, admits... she locks him out on the balcony. Is like leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because he in the box that she had outside, he finds a gun and a knife, and yeah. he's like, "Uh, explain hey, these." What? Yeah. Because I think this. it's the knife from the trial too. Like she took well, that she, with yeah. her. How the hell did she take that home? That's court evidence. Yeah. Like you, yeah, do, you don't just idea. leave with that. You can You literally cannot uh, leave with that. Your Honor, I'd like to request some uh, to take the knife home as homework. Uh, <laughs> For know, personal reasons, yeah. I need this knife. Uh, uh, granted, sure. I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, yeah, and when he like is like, this is problematic and also she's like the gu- get the fuck out of my house and the, it's like the okay she's not have we good seen at her use a gun criticism. has she used a gun uh n- not yet but she will that's what i think is gun. interesting about the gun though is like that's not like you must be the vigilante because of this gun yeah I mean, there's maybe, been no reports of her using a gun i will so say I'm... the knife is weird because that was court evidence but i will say the gun is like well, she did have a home invasion where her sister was killed. I could see that she bought a gun. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. I'm, I would question why it's just in a shoebox. That's just unsafe. <laughs> On um, her balcony? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah, it's weird. You know, I was poking around out here. 
That's, that's like, like all of her like files and stuff because she like works outside on her balcony for well it's reason. a great balcony and like the wind is blowing it is a nice and balcony. like it is a nice balcony with a papers. great it's, it's a great balcony she's got a great not, la view yeah there's no question does she it she admits to being the vigilante here right? yes yeah. yeah okay that's what i thought and in yeah. fact yeah. she's gonna go do some vigilante shit here because here's where she goes and burns down that chop shop garage oh my and god which has best kill of the movie yeah well uh, this because this is the scene where she's gonna fight this Asian henchman, right? Yes. And this guy who's got the battery clamps. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I love oh, that. I, was so good. I love that the fight starts with him going, "Come on," hitting the clamps together, and it's like, and I and I was like, "Oh, you may have lost me with the last sex scene movie, but you are getting me back. You're getting me back in there. Now I'm on board. This is what I want to see. I'm an American. I am afraid of sex, and I love violence." But yeah, this is pretty good because they're also fighting on top of these cars, Mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty good. And then yeah, I do one of my one of the things I love that that uh, I think this should be a a new bingo square is uh, villain killed by weapon they have introduced into the fight. Yes, Yes. Yes. I think that That is is good. good If if this guy is going to introduce this battery, he needs to die with the battery, and he sure does. She gets that clamped on him and fries this man. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But your favorite kill is in the scene. Yes, because yeah, this is at the very, end, at of the very end of this scene. Because uh, she, she 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 hits a barrel of, of yes. oil or gasoline or whatever. Some kind has of- a match and somehow is able to light it and throw it to hit the barrel and blows up Blue Jean. Yes, yeah. and but she gets his attention because he's looking the other way, and then she's got the barrel and she says, "Back here, bitch," <laughs> and then blows him up. And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, yes." Yeah. I was nodding my head and going, "Yes, movie. Yes, yes. this is what <laughs> we, you need." I to think be doing. we literally like cheered. We, like, we were we were screaming. And it, yeah, so the whole <laughs> building explodes, and you see his body flying yes. away from the explosion. There is no, so th- good. This is another thing we love on this show. This combines two things we love, Lisman: yeah. people on fire and dummies in action movies. Yeah, this is a burning and also dummy. Just explosions and and yeah. big explosions. I mean, this is yeah. as good a scene as you're gonna get in an act. That mm-hmm. that it that scene may be the definition of an action shelf movie. I think yes. so. Is a building yes. exploding this... and a fiery dummy being thrown out of it. It yes. was so good. I was it's... like, I'm so sorry, Blue Jean, but you did get the best kill, and honestly, we love you for that. It's yeah. great. It still does not beat that that innocent bystander who was just engulfed by that explosion in Livewire. In Livewire, That is yeah. still one of my oh, favorite yeah. moments in anything. That was well, because he was like running around, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that was an actual guy. It wasn't a dummy. That's the thing. It was like a yeah. stunt yes. guy. And I just love that he just happened to be standing in front of that r- restaurant and that fireball just swallows him. And I'm going, yeah. yes, that is so unnecessary. There's something about, <laughs> this guy at least is a villain who dies in the explosion. That was yeah. just yeah. some guy. There was no need for that. And I love that they did it. Yes. Uh, but Livewire is still, I think that's going to be tough to beat for movie of the year in the shelfies because that, that movie was a pleasure to watch. It was, it was Though a I, lot of fun. I, I, I think similarly, <laughs> I think Livewire is better than this, but this is similarly insane, which I appreciate. Yes, yes. Because we've always Although said it, I think the, the fight scene, the, these are some of the best fight scenes. Well, Livewire doesn't really have fight, fight scene. You know, that's no, the, no, it's not no. really in the competition. I agree. The fight scenes in this, and I think we're going to get a month of good fight scenes at the very least. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited for that. Uh, yeah. If we can I think get Livewire just had Pierce Brosnan, and so it's like uh, nice. 
Yeah. We do but love, I, I enjoyed this movie. We way do more love that man as fire. I look over to the painting I have of him in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so uh, let's see. So she blows that up. Eugene's real mad. Uh, mm-hmm. And at this point, how do they know Cynthia Rothrock is the vigilante? I just have, they I... now know Cynthia is vigilante. Because uh, people oh, because, escaped. Yeah, the, the people, is, oh, not they, everyone died. That's right. Like, that's Eyepatch right. was in this fight scene, but he He's, escaped. And he saw her with three his of, one good eye. Three of them escaped. Yeah. <laughs> He, he couldn't tell how far away she was from him because his depth mm-hmm. perception is so yeah, bad. I mean, but he did definitely see her. And then the friend is going to blow up in the car, but Cynthia will see it moments before it happens, but get there too late. Yes, yes because she's holding her briefcase. Mm-hmm. So, okay, this is an interesting question because up until this point, she was seeing crimes that had already happened. Yes, this yeah. is the first time she had a future A crime. premonition. Yes, premonition. much much like, like Sandra true. Bullock in the movie, Premonition. Premonition. But, <laughs> but this... Not a good movie, by the way. This uh, is so... This is so strange. It... it <laughs> There isn't any rule set. It's not following any specific no, rules. No, a She's common kinda... problem in action shelf movies: no rules at all. No yeah, rules for these just powers, right, baby. like, and and it's not even like a big deal that she can see the future now. Mm-hmm. The fact that I'm saying she can see the future, well, she she doesn't find it odd at all that she suddenly no. can do that. She actually is constantly not amazed by her own power. She is never thrown. There's never the scene like where she first gets it. She's like, wait, what the hell was that? She's just like, nope. oh, cool, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've like never the... seen, and I watch, as you guys know, so much shit where people have powers. And mm-hmm. there is always some moment where somebody first discovers their powers and then figures out how to use them. This yes. movie is just like, no time. Yeah. This movie has yeah. no time for anything. And yet, There's two sex scenes, okay? Yeah. You don't have time. I was going to say, what's greatest movie has no time for anything and yet is going nowhere. Like, <laughs> what is it saving time to do? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing is uh, accomplished. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, the, uh, and I just wrote, she somehow blames the hunky publisher guy for this death. It's it's very... Why very is it his role? Because she... She thinks that the DA is in on it. Yeah. And he's friends with the DA. So he, she thinks that he told the DA that she's the vigilante. Right. In fact, and the, the DA movie... is crooked and planted the bomb in her car, the... but that's not what happened at all. And she pulls that out of fucking nowhere. That no is absolutely wild. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's so absolutely. I have to have an Alan Alda. Absolutely wild. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's how wild it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the voices come out naturally sometimes they're forced in but uh that is my key uh, keyword into an alan alda is just absolutely um i think my keyword would be that's tuttle yeah <laughs> tuttle yeah oh yeah uh i don't have a good alan alda impression yeah well because well, he's got that real east coast long a it's the absolutely um, absolutely yeah um so uh uh she, I do like her showing up at the bad guys club because their main hangout is this nightclub. And I, I think mm. I think this is my favorite of the one-liners. She shows up and she says to Eugene, you left a piece of your bomb under my car. <laughs> Pretty that's, good. That's yeah. a legitimate one-liner. Yeah. Uh, but let's not forget that he knows that she's going to show up. Yeah. 
which I love. Oh yep. yes. Oh, he's this is the and, most insane. This is the most insane got, thing in the movie. Burnt to a crisp, brother. That was the guy we saw get blown out of the thing. Propped up yep. at a table, and I'm like, "Are we doing Weekend at Bernie's? I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's, this but I'm pretty sure this is what crazy. it is." This and is he's no, talking crazy. to his brother, and I'm like, "This is like Nicolas Cage with the bad nose in that movie, like unhinged." Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, Th- yes. Th- this is not only the most insane thing in this movie. This is up there for the most insane thing we've ever seen in a movie on the show. Yeah, I yes. couldn't. Yes, because initially I go, "Holy shit, is this guy alive?" So, That's oh no, okay, he's ah! just he's just a like, corpse. That's even more insane. This That's is weird. He had. He goes. They go. Your brother's dead. We found his burned corpse outside. He goes. Yeah. Could you collect that for me could and bring it here? That? And also, I need, this, I need this for a bit. I don't know how long ago this guy blew up, but this corpse has just been sitting here. Um, also, the clothes aren't burnt, which leads yeah, to that's leave weird. Put new they dressed him up, new clothes on him. Yeah, it goes. Yeah. All right, if he's gonna sit here, we need him looking good. All right, we need yeah, him make his hair spiffy. look nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Somebody like, comb his hair. Get him a wig. <laughs> Well, what what I love is this actor had to be put in burn makeup and then just sit there for no reason. And then the reveal is just like, why? This isn't a reveal. This is stupid. And then he's all like, Mur, you killed my brother. And she's like, you literally killed my sister and nephew. Yeah. Like, we're, I, we're I, still I still not get even. one more family member in yeah. order for us to be You go ahead and bitch. pick. Who else do you want to die? Uh, yeah. Your aunt, that your would, second cousin. That, been a good, that would actually have been a really good like exchange uh, yeah. if she actually brought that up. And <laughs> be like, oh, bitch, we're not even even yet. And then as if this movie couldn't check off more boxes for us, Lisman. He fucking busts out nunchucks in this scene. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And like, she comes in here. with those really big sticks. Yes. yes. I do have that. Sticks versus nunchucks or batons. What would you call these, Lisman? Because talk I'm about Daredevil. Sure what... That's, of course, his signature weapon of the batons. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the official terminology is. These were for oddly these... long batons and weirdly, like, thick. Thick. Yeah. I yeah. said girthy, but I was like, that's not the word I want to I don't use. know. I don't know. That Turgid? fits. <laughs> I don't know, man. Girthy kind of fits the tone of this whole episode at this point. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, there's no reason why they would be using these weapons. But Except I don't it's cool as fuck because I want to see him great. use these weapons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can't, I mean, once again, the whole at, at the moment, the whole marketing campaign for the next John Wick movie is he's got nunchucks in this one. So <laughs> right, that's how exactly. cool nunchucks are. And yeah. Michelangelo of the Ninja Turtles, of course, had nunchucks. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, they mm-hmm. are one of the coolest. We, Remember, we did talk. Do we talk about that on here? That in England, it was illegal to release movies that had nunchucks in them. Yes. That was yes. A, that was a British film censor rule for the longest time because the for Ninja no Turtles reason. movies. <laughs> had to cut out scenes where Michelangelo used his nunchucks to be released in England. So British people were just like, and then there's this guy who just really likes pizza? Is that? What is he he bringing to the table? It's so weird that he's never involved in the fight scenes. Uh, (laughs) This guy, yeah, he's just eating pizza going, yeah, you guys go get him. I'll be here. I'll be there in a second. Yeah, I got to finish this pizza real quick. Gotta Uh, get my Yeah. Because let's be honest, Michelangelo would really be a detriment to that team if he didn't bring the fighting skills. So yeah, uh, that's the only thing yeah. keeping him around there. Because hilarious character, B minus superhero. Um, I mean, he's not contributing much other no. than you know comic relief. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they so they fight, and then Tony Lobianco comes in. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm the man. 
That's right. It was me the whole time. And we because were like, yeah, we know. But there was that scene earlier where they had the DA going, that's right, take them all down. As if we were supposed to be a, that was a red herring that we're supposed to think she's the man. But we find out, no, that was her launching an investigation into Tony LoBianco. Yeah. Yes. She's yes. actually good. She's just, she just doesn't like Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah. And that was something I thought, I think, too. I'm I think going... she's also just jealous, you know? <laughs> Everyone's jealous of Cynthia. I just assume everyone in this movie wants to funk, fuck Cynthia Rothrock. Well, and, by honestly, the, and by the way, I got to say, and, and not, once again, though, it's the whole tone of this show. I was going to say, not to sound pervy, but Cynthia Rothrock is a, a, a good follow on Instagram because that woman's in her 60s and oh, still looks amazing. Yeah. Damn. Still very sexy. Uh, what's what happened? She's still doing that martial arts, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, keeping it tight. Okay, uh, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, she's still in basically the same kind of shape. Uh, so uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I do like this fight starts now, and sexy publisher guy just shows up because he's got to get in on the third act of this thing. Yeah, you apparently. know we've we've established that he can fight, so you know he can hold his own. And that so also means, good. but he's also like, hold on, let me ditch this shirt. Yeah, and you then can't fight. fight in a shirt. Everyone and, knows and that. And just continuing, I'm going, what a fucking douchebag. Let me pop this Bruce shirt. Lee, you are let, not. Let me show you my very hairy and chest. To be and fair, like, uh. Well, yeah, I mean, he, to be fair, he is not He is not a Bruce Lee figure. No. But also, usually Bruce never. Lee kind of lost the shirt in, in the movies, in my memory. He didn't kind of whip it off, I don't think. I mean, maybe, Sometimes. maybe you know. he did. Maybe he did. I'm thinking of Enter the Dragon. It gets cut off of him, I think. It, yeah. it does, but yeah. But also, uh, that's cool because then you get the claw marks on his chest. Yeah. And, I yeah. Mean, and that's hot, too. Well, Bruce Lee just ruled across the board, yeah. man. He was, yeah. you know, they're, I, I feel like they're, I feel like they're all run. Every martial arts movie star is running for second against Bruce. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, exactly. it's all, they all descend from there. Uh, so, yeah. So, the, so he's fighting people. She's fighting people. Mm -hmm. uh, she's, got a, she's got a fun fight scene with like the weird net that's hanging on. Yeah, the I don't wall. know why there's a net hanging. But in it was really fun. Bar. I was yeah. very into it. It was cool. I like uh, he busts out the two. Once again, villain felled by a weapon. He he breaks out the two broken bottles to come at her. She spins mm -hmm. that right around, puts it in his throat. Yep. But that's not how he actually dies. He's dying. And then this bartender, who presumably has just taken <laughs> shit from these guys forever, busts yeah. out a shotgun and blows this son of a bitch away. I love yeah. this brief beat about, like, because we don't even see it, but you just know he's taken nothing but flack from these guys. Yeah, and he's just like, fuck you, asshole. And then, <laughs> and then Roadhouse style blows this guy to pieces. Yeah. Uh, for those who remember the end of Roadhouse, which may just be me. Um, but talk about a movie that we'll have to do a commentary for. Roadhouse is like uh, a Hall of Fame action shelf movie. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's see. So, yeah, he's dead now. And I do, she faces off against the detective. I go, oh, Tony LoBianco, you have no chance <laughs> no yeah yeah it's not even this old be a fight. this older out of shape gentleman is like let's go cynthia rothrock <laughs> yeah i like that they're like we'll Sir. leave eugene to shirtless man yeah cynthia rothrock's gonna have the standoff with the man and i'm like so the least intimidating person yeah okay okay well because they're Fine. up on the roof here now 
for the yeah because he's going to get kicked through the skylight and that's what's going to kill him yes it's it's less a fight scene and more he throws it it's like it's a really bad game of hide and seek yeah Yeah, he throws a couple he throws a couple punches and she basically just lands him with a kick to the chest and sends him through the skylight and he's dead but first he shoots shirtless man in the shoulder and that dude has no reaction. That's true. That's right. I forgot about that. He's yeah. not even holding the wound. Like, he's just like, eh, whatever. She's like, you took a bullet for me. And he's like, yeah. Because he's so zen, man. He's in, he's in touch with that chi. He was meditating. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he, yeah, he, just, he went into a meditative state and took the bullet. Uh, he's just channeling through his chakras. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Chakras is the other word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, she, and, and now she, she loves him again. She's so turned on by the fact that he took a bullet for her. And they I mean, hit. that's hot. Yeah. I mean, if that, someone took a bullet for me, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Why, I, why haven't you ever you done trying, that for me, Michael? Are you trying to tell me something? Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah, Very listen, subtly. Work on finding Very a way to take a bullet for me. Yeah, that sounds because we great. are often around guns. Yeah, that's the thing the is, is, is you are, you would think it would have happened because you are so frequently shot at. It's uh, true. true. Yeah, yeah, it happens a lot. Uh, I'm a big gun freak. Too, I, I just have to. Say, the tea industry is a dangerous it industry. Is. Yeah, I mm. I do like this, and then I like the scene between the DA and the other lawyer, and they go, "Well, now we know officially that Cynthia Rothrock is the vigilante, but everybody loves her so much it'd be bad for business if we prosecute her. So we're just gonna let her keep killing criminals because everybody seems cool with it. Well, well we well, haven't it's, done it's, our. It's her in the ma- in the. Oh, the mayor. mayor. Yeah, not that, not the other. That makes more sense because yeah. he'd be a defense attorney. And, and I'd remember that rectangle head anywhere. Yeah, which and, once again is so weird because the mayor is such a non-character in the movie. Right. Yeah, that exactly. to end with him, you're like, wait, what? Why? But, Why? but they were Why? they this were just like, a, uh, well, we haven't done our job so far, so why start now? Yeah, and it's not even a it's not even a debate. Like if you remember the end of the Boondock Saints, it's like some people like them, some people want them arrested, and it's like up for yeah. debate. That's usually how vigilante movies work. Or right. yeah. the end of Death Wish is the police go, we're not going to arrest you. Just get out of our city. Yeah. And yeah. They, they, get, they go, we can't prove, we know you're vigilante. We can't prove it and arrest you. So we're just going to put you on a plane out of the city. And I'm right. going, great. Right. That's all. We always talk. That makes this, sense. this movie is 100% pro-vigilante. There is yeah. no oh, yeah. debate about the morality of it. And nope. we talk about that's kind of the appeal of the vigilante movie is it sparks the debate about violence and justice. This movie is just like, no, she's Cynthia Rothrock. She rules. You love her. Of course, what she's doing is right. And yeah. then yeah. the last scene of the movie, she has quit her job, I guess, mm-hmm. what, to focus on vigilante 24-7? I think so. No, she's going to, because the her teacher that did the ESP testing was like, you could do a lot of really good work here. That's right. So she's leaving so she's still gonna have her a day consultation job. job to work with him. And will okay. probably like still do psychology. some vigilante and sworn to justice too. Well, here's the thing is, so nobody, I don't know if they understand like her motivation for being a vigilante. She's not a vigilante. She's just getting revenge. It's just, She's it's, not a, it's a vendetta. She's not interested in pursuing vigilanteism. At no point does she seem like it. Yeah. So, like, if everyone really likes her, she's not going to continue doing this. Or That's it's not probably true. suggested that she will. But honestly, well, she should. Because if she doesn't, then she will be persecuted. Yeah. yeah. As long as she keeps... Uh... As long as she keeps doing vigilantism, people will continue to love her. Uh, by the Which way, is not usually the trope for that. <laughs> I just happened to see here that this movie. We talk about how these movies sometimes have different titles. The mm-hmm. foreign title of this movie is Blonde Justice. 
Blonde to justice. Yeah. Okay. okay. Blonde justice. That makes more sense than sworn to justice. And I will yes. say this it's, justice word makes I guess no the, sense. I guess in justice. This. Yeah, it doesn't really. It should sense. be blonde revenge. Blonde vengeance. <laughs> blonde vengeance. Blonde vengeance. There you go. Uh, revenge of the blonde, you know? Yeah. Like know. something like that. Yeah. So uh the, the, the that's the end of the movie. Uh, and yeah. I will say this is interesting because this is one of the few Cynthia Rothrock movies that does not have a sequel. Almost all of her other films, I think everything else we're doing this month, well, maybe maybe except for one other one, has sequels or is a sequel because we're also doing uh, Martial Law too. Um, yes. So, uh, but most of her other movies, China O'Brien, Tiger Claws, uh, a lot of these other movies have uh, sequels. So I think that's that's very interesting because um, this does feel like this could set up a, mo a series where she's a vigilante and she's like female kung fu punisher yeah um, but uh, but no that's this basically just female daredevil except she can see actually it's and... I think it's Electra is what it is oh yeah that is Electra. yeah yeah, yeah I think not about her well yeah and she rules uh, so uh, let's let's do I think we all agree on the kill of the movie is the guy getting blown so. out of the exploding yes. uh, mechanic oh, yeah. shop without question yeah. Sorry, chair guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a couple other good ones, but yeah, it's yeah. it's it's this one. Uh, yeah. And then uh, let me run through the one-liners here real quick. To, our nominees are, uh, she says at the beginning of the movie, she says, can't protect me, axe murders are my business. Which is so funny to me because the guy didn't kill anyone with an axe, he used a knife. Whatever. Yep. Uh, yeah. After she does her first bit of vigilante uh, she says, Jana, girl, you're going to get your butt in a sling. <laughs> Uh, when the cop comes over to her place, she says, I'd offer you a snack, but I forgot to buy donuts. Yeah. You that's, fucking that's pig. Thing. No, she said that. Yeah. Uh, Let's make some bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I see you've brought the bacon. Oh! Oh! Uh, Roasted. Get on my grill. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> I eat human beings. Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> I'm a cannibal. Wait, what? No, no, that's army. That's, that's in the sequel. That's in the sequel, <sighs> starring Army Hammer. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, when she sees the DA and the lawyer fighting, she says, "I know suppressed sexual energy when I see it." Uh, we have the course the the line and then reverse of it, where is it hot in here or is it just me? Uh, then uh, 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 Tony LaBianco saying, "It's my neighborhood, girls." Uh, when she before she throws the barrel uh, and she's behind the bad guy, she says, "Back here, bitch!" And then finally, she has, "You left a piece of your bomb under my car," which I think is the winner. I think I like so. that one. I also like, "I'm back here, bitch," That's just because good. it's so like, "Hey, dumbass, look behind you! What are you doing?" And then she blows him up. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could go. I could go for either of those. I think the, top, the second the second one is more clever. I do like in the movie the functionality of back here, bitch. But yeah, I think the second one yeah. is more clever. Because then she when... does the thing that leads to our favorite kill. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm biased towards that for that because is it true. is linked to my favorite. But what, what do you think, Lisman? Uh, I I would say probably the bomb one. I think. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. we'll go with that. But a, an honorable mention for back here, bitch. Yeah. Uh, well, as you guys know, it's always my effort and sworn duty to find the strangest IMDb re reviews oh boy. Uh, that I can. And I found one here. I guess this one isn't strange. It's to be expected. I would say it's more pervy than anything. Uh, that sounds about right. Uh, and this I purposefully didn't read the reviews for this one because I was like, I, I know enough about horny men on the internet. I'm good. So this review comes to us from Super Tom 3. 
And the title of the review is Cynthia at Her Sexy Best. This is widely regarded as Cynthia Rothrock's best American movie. Uh, I don't think that's true, but okay. I doubt it. I can safely say that it is. Despite a ludicrous plot which has Cynthia developing psychic powers when her sister and nephew are brutally (laughs) murdered, the film is fast-paced, fun, and filled with neatly choreographed action. I agree with that. Not to mention Rothrock in her sexiest role yet. The film is wildly inconsistent with a comical action scene when Rothrock foils a store robbery complete with silly sound effects as large men are made (laughs) fools of. Which is the best description of that scene. Also, a yeah. very steamy martial arts display and a skimpy negligee from the Queen of Flying Fists. What helps, though, is a good cast helping Rothrock, who also gives her best performance, although that does not say a lot. Also starring is Kurt McKinney, known primarily from No Retreat, No Surrender. Then there is good support from Oscar winner Brad Dorif and Mako. The film has plenty of... No- Actually, Brad Dorif didn't win an Oscar. He was in a Best Picture winner. He doesn't have one. Yes. The yeah. film has plenty but he of should <laughs> for that X Files. Um, mm-hmm. He should somehow yeah. win an Oscar for that TV. He was fucking yep. great on there. Uh, the yep. film has plenty of nice action, never gets boring. While there is good production value to this, especially compared to many other Rothrock movies, standout scenes include the sexy Cynthia taking on several large men with some masking tape and defeating a warehouse full of bad guys. Cynthia is unbelievably sexy in this, and the film overall stands out as one of her best achievements. 8 out of 10 stars. I just love how he keeps coming back around to, there's fight stuff, and she's sexy. And then this yeah. happens, yeah. and she's sexy. I don't disagree with a lot of the, the No, it, it is the constant sexy it's refrain. It's like, we yeah. get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. She hot. Yeah. And it's like, and we, we can all agree on that, too, but, like, move on. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> It shouldn't all And like I said, the when, when you have to bring that up after every other point, mm-hmm. it becomes a bit of an issue. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to check in with somebody else who did see this movie and hear his thoughts oh, on it. It's wow. time again for another segment of The Winning Opinion. Oh, boy. Uh, so here it is. Bruce that. Winning did get to see Sworn to Justice. His review is titled, She Kicks and Shoots. <laughs> okay. I like the shooting. The punching and kicking is very good. It's mm-hmm. good to watch a martial arts movie occasionally. Five out of five stars. Just oh. occasionally. Oh, very just, succinct. Okay. Just occasionally throwing a martial arts movie. Because well, we, we've know. talked about, he doesn't always watch martial arts movies. Yes. Yeah, he's more of a gun-slinging, explosion Well, he like And much guy. like this movie, he likes that there's punching and kicking, but also shooting. Uh, and we've also talked about he is not a fan of foreign films because he doesn't like to read. So that's going to mm-hmm. eliminate a lot well, of martial arts movies. He's operating on a third grade bleep reading level. <laughs> so it's kind of hard. I don't I like to read because I this is a can't. fully grown man. So, uh, well, from we, we know a bit about him. And in fact, he actually is more than fully grown. I think he's a senior citizen. Um, so uh, he's he's an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, uh, you know the violence isn't as uh, visceral in this movie no. as he tends to no. like. You know, we know because we know his recent love of horror films is due to the gratuitous violence of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And he, lo- as he said, the more gratuitous, the better. Um, yeah. So uh, I think next week's movie actually will give us some of that because it's Cynthia entering the horror realm. But we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a second because yeah, uh, we thought this movie was pretty good. But I think we can come up with something better for Cynthia, right? Yeah. So I say, yeah. since there is no Sworn to Justice sequel, 
let's come up with the subtitle now of the Sworn to Justice sequel uh, and yeah. re the return of her psychic kung fu vigilante character. <laughs> uh, and uh, this is uh, uh, this is it here. Let's see. Uh, uh, okay, uh, here we go. This is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is, uh, um, sorry, this is, uh, Sworn to Justice. That's the name of this movie. Sworn to Justice 2, Security of the Immortals. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, so we're gonna really lean into the mystical element. Well, I think, okay. I think, yeah, cause, well, I think something I was already thinking is introducing her fighting other people with supernatural abilities feels like an obvious thing, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. so Mako makes a return here mm -hmm. uh, and tells her now that she's come, uh, fully come into her own with her powers, it's like, I need you to help me yeah. uh, with my quest. Uh, because he is mystical as well. Exactly. Obviously. Yes. Uh, I think the immortals are a series of um, maybe like immortal assassins or or something like that mm. uh who are in ch in charge basically responsible for all the all the horrible things that like happen you know what i mean right like, they sow chaos in the world and they're eternal so he needs her her help to to take him down is what mm. i'm thinking because yeah. even their identities aren't known mm -hmm. yeah and this is where her her premonition powers mm -hmm. are going to come into play more right exactly. right because she's cause... been she's been honing her esp with the with her yeah with, with walter koenig yeah friend. yeah you yeah, know, yeah he's been helping her with that and so her boy she can... boy has also been teaching her meditation techniques because you know he's still up in here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. although he's got a much more reduced oh role. well yeah. actually that could be the thing though now when she's trying to predict these crimes from happening she goes into like a meditative state and she's like mm -hmm. i can see them they're attacking from here they're doing mm -hmm. this um, yeah. What did I say the name of this movie was? Something of the Immortals. Oh. Oh fuck. I should. I usually write it down. It already went away on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the Immortals. I don't know. I guess that's the. There's your plot, folks. <laughs> Sworn to Justice Two. Something of the Immortals. Uh, it, it wasn't Return of the Rise immortals. of the Immortals. Something like that. Something of that vein. Uh, Fight. Or uh, oh, security know. of the immortals! I just found it again. Oh, security of the immortals. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. we need to secure these immortals because they're they're killing politicians and such. They're not sure. one of them better. The, I said that, that we have this. We have our, our new action title generator uh, is more specific, which is kind of fun. But yes. can throw can throw us for a loop here mm. and there. Uh, Although security of the immortals, that could be a whole other take where she has to protect like their identity from being shown, so she's like their security. Somebody oh. has found a way to kill these immortals, and she needs to protect them. And she needs to protect. Oh, that them. makes sense. That's yeah, pretty she's good like a too. bodyguard. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, and she because then it's got a bit more of like the, the same, doing good, and it's kind the of same thing. idea, right? That she's using yeah. her her premonition powers to predict mm -hmm. where they're gonna strike, to mm -hmm. predict when, yeah, when yeah. people are gonna send hits out on them okay yeah that makes sense so, that actually yeah that works could, for me it could go either way yeah i like, yeah, yeah. I like that all right then uh, that's uh sworn to justice to security of the immortals good lord Electric uh <laughs> next week on the show we continue with our next cynthia rothrock vehicle which is 1991's tiger claws uh, uh now i have heard this is uh this is kind of a combination 
martial arts slasher movie. Okay. Kind of an interesting idea. Uh, uh-huh. As always, listen, I will ask, would you like the tagline to this film? Uh, yeah. The city is being torn apart, and only two cops can stop the frenzy. Tiger Claws. Tiger and Claw. <laughs> Tiger and Claw, yes. Sa- sadly, no one is named Tiger Claw, but there is a character who is listed only as Psycho Rapist. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Good. Yep. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. I think oh, wow. next week is going to be a little, uh, a little sleazier. Is the sense? Oh, yeah. Well, at least we started off. I get, and (laughs) it is the beginning of the Tiger Claws trilogy, Lesman. Oh boy! Cynthia made three of these things. So wow. Uh, Oh wait, no. Is this a fourth one? (laughs) Uh, no, no, never mind. It's not. Uh, this is there's a there's a movie that's also going to be called TC Two Thousand. But I don't think that stands for Tiger Claws, although we have to do this movie now. That it looks like a Terminator ripoff. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, we're, we're legally obligated to watch any Terminator ripoff on this show. It's so, true. Uh, we already that did, what Abraxas was? That was yeah, very Abraxas. much what Abraxas was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't seen a Terminator, but I couldn't assume. Oh, the, they're so good. <laughs> so much for as bad as the ripoffs are those first two terminator movies are classics uh well maggie thank you for coming on the show appreciate that uh obviously it's the you know you didn't have to go far which is nice uh yeah i live here you were already watching the movie yeah Uh, yeah Yeah, so pretty easy now i just actually get to voice my opinion to someone other than michael yeah well well, and and of course (laughs) you will we'll have you back on uh i'm sure soon so uh Mm -hmm. That's going to do it, though, for this week's episode of The Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week, get yourself some action. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> the Action Shelf. The Action Shelf.